Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. Before we get into it, just want to remind you to please subscribe on... Wait, do people subscribe on SoundCloud? Yeah. And Apple Podcasts? Sure do. Okay, do that. SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and definitely like our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, follow along with the stories. Uh, you know, give us some feedback on how things are going. Any kind of support helps, and we appreciate the people out there who've been giving us support uh, since the beginning. So, shout out to y'all. Thank you for being excellent. So, with that, let's get into the program. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabber and Dribber with Alex and Bri. Hey. We are in week 10 of the NBA, but before we get into the nonsense of the NBA, which there's a lot to talk about, this week, this week was a big week, um, let's just dabble on some some things. We have a lot to dabble about. There's a lot going on. Let's there's get into it. Things. There's a lot of things. What, what, what do you got off the top? Okay, off the top, you hear about uh, George Zimmerman threatening to beat up Jay-Z? That's not real. Oh, it is very real. George Zimmerman, the guy who shot Trayvon Martin. Yes, absolutely the guy who... And he, specifically, not only does he want to beat up Jay-Z, he wants to feed him to the alligators. Say more. This is ludicrous. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's already pretty dumb. So um, Zimmerman told The Blast directly, two weeks ago, a production team headed by docuseries executive director Michael Gasparro Um, made unannounced visits to his parents' and uncles' homes in Florida in an attempt to get them on camera. He claims the production, quote-unquote, harassed his family, but refused to elaborate on what the harassment was. He also would not answer whether his family agreed at any point to go on camera with the producers. Um, In a chilling reference to the shooting of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, Zimmerman grimly tells us, I know how to handle people who fuck with me. I have since February 2012. No. Yes. No. And so George went to say some other things that um, the, the, that the, he, he said that uh, producers refused to pay his parents or his family members, but would not elaborate on the participation and their willingness to be on camera and money exchanged and things like that. Um, so and wait. Zimmerman specifically says he's holding Jay-Z and Gasparo, the producer, uh-huh. responsible because anyone who fucks with my parents will be fed to the alligators. Um, oh, because they're in Florida. Yes. Um, the reason The reason why... Uh, Real proud. Yeah, I guess. The reason why he's specifically targeting Jay-Z is because um, Jay-Z uh, and Michael Jasparo uh, uh, with... I don't know if this is going to happen. Um, he announced earlier this year through the with the Weinstein Company. Again, that's why I'm like not sure if this is going to happen. Mm. Was going to make a six part docu series titled "Rest in Power: The Trayvon Martin Story," oh. uh, based on the book "Suspicion Nation" hmm. by Lisa Bloom. Um, so again, it was supposed to chronicle the life of you know Trayvon Martin um, the, and the shooting of obviously George Zimmerman in 2012 and his eventual acquittal. Um, so Jay Z is obviously like behind this whole thing. So he's ready to, you know, shoot, shoot shit up. Um, and so I specifically loved how Snoop Dogg came back and was like, (gasps) hold on, play. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Cause (laughs) what did he say? Okay. Hold on. I'm trying to pull it up because basically Snoop Dogg was like, I'm sorry, you're, you're going to threaten Jay-Z. 
This is what's going to happen West to you. Coast coming to East Coast rescue. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, I'm trying to find... Uh, Snoop Dogg wrote on Instagram, if one hair on Jay's hair is touched, that's when the revolution will be televised, dot, dot, dot. The system let the fucking... Let the fucker, or p- potentially the N-word, get away with murder. Try, try it again, Trayvon Martin. Gone, but not forgotten. Mm. So, Ooh. I'm just saying... I think you're an idiot for Don't even. Don't come for Jay Z. You're 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 stupid. Don't come for Jay Z. You're dumb. It's in the rule book. <laughs> it's just like it's stupid. in every rule book. It's Don't so come for Jay Z. It's just like the on. only person who can come for Jay Z is Beyonce. And she did, and she made lots of money doing and so. She did, and but, she did well. Oh my god. So I mean, I just wanted to be like. So we don't know why they were at the house other than to put it in the documentary. In right. The and series. so, and, and because he, he's saying that the production company harassed his family, hmm. but when they're asking him like what the harassment was, or even like, did your parents agree to do this? Did your family agree? To, he didn't say. So I have a feeling his family and front, like people agree to do this docu series right. and he's not happy about he's it. He's unstable. We really? Have, say more. You know, I, Say more. Fear <laughs> for people close to this person, if there are people close to this person. Yeah, um, wasn't he like arrested recently about his wife, I think? Yeah, there's yeah. some his wife has denounced him as um, somewhat of a lunatic. But he is um, you, sir, need to do some deep, deep reflection mm-hmm. on the choices you've made in your life and the words you continue to choose to use yep. toward just people in general, but specifically black and brown bodies. Right. Um, it just seems like and, aggressive right and the other thing too is that he's like i know how i know how to handle people who fuck with me i have since february 2012 wow yeah why wow don't, why wow. put a date on it if darren wow if darren wilson said august 2014 you think that would go how no. does that what are the optics on that are you dumb yeah he's he dumb. is dumb he is dumb so he's not, he's not um Dumb person of the week, George Zimmerman. Media, media savvy, he is not. No. So watch your words, watch your behavior, be careful, especially around Jay-Z, because he makes, that's threatening language. Yo, he's, the Black Album, if you've heard Jay-Z's Black Album, yeah. there's some songs on there that make you think he has killed people. So just, I'm not saying he has, but he, he talks a good talk. I mean, he sells drugs, I'm sure he has Yo, dealt with some shit. stuff. cocaine. <laughs> or crack, whatever, it was crack. I'm but, pretty sure it was crack, but yeah, but yeah, forty forty club man. Do you have you seen Jay Z's bouncers and his bodyguards? So what are you gonna when do? The 40, when the forty forty club was first open, I went there for New Year's. Someone got me in. I wasn't gonna pay. New York or Chicago? New York. Ooh. Yeah, and Jay came Wait. after. The one, oh the one yeah yeah I the one you. that's like up in uh, uptown tw- yeah uptown yeah it's not that uptown it's like twenty fifth street yeah. yeah um yeah no you don't want to f with anybody there dude. I would Illuminati love to see, dude. I would love to see George Zimmerman come just for try. just try. Just if I told George Zimmerman right now, okay, George, he if George came to New York, and mm-hmm. like, oh hey George, you know I know Jay Z right now is in the forty forty club on twenty fifth Street. Go at him. Go ahead. Go Do ahead. I would it. pay money to watch that. I think most people would. It would make more money than like a Mayweather fight. It would. I was gonna say <laughs> it would be the prize. It would pay per view of the year. Yeah. <laughs> People would actually not even Google search, like, how can I get a free, like, viewing of it? They would pay money to oh do it. Oh, my God. Because just to get him... Plump. Anyway, so he's a dumbass. Dumbass of the week. Um, yeah, yeah, Snoop Dogg. That's the most... 
upstanding thing. Snoop Dogg is lit all the time. Give, he don't give a fuck. No, I just, I just when I think I don't pay attention at all to Snoop Dogg, and I don't know what he's doing half right. the time. Probably he's like hanging out. With, he's hanging out with Martha Stewart and like smoking up with oh, her yeah, and like that. doing cooking shows with oh, her. It's really cute. That's got to be a good tandem. Oh yeah, it's because you know she's <gasps> she's a little she's sharp. She's she's uh she has, oh she can hang she can hang oh she can totally oh hang. yeah totally and it's funny that Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg's never been to jail right I don't think so I think she's done more time than he has <laughs> sorry it's that quite was funny. the pair <laughs> it's quite an interesting group nah man um good on Jay and Snoop um doing I Jay would love to see shit. well Jay didn't do anything but I would love to see uh, Weinstein aside I hope that the contract is terminated but I hope that the document yeah. The docuseries about Trayvon's life can come to fruition because I would love to see that just like, years later. I'm pretty sure Jay has his own production company or even used Beyonce's production company to do stuff. <laughs> so I don't think he needs the Weinstein company. Sure. So I think they're okay. I, you think he's got money? I think he's okay. I uh, think he's. I think he's ha- has some in savings. I think he's decent. Fine. He's he, decent. Yeah. Okay. He's got 401k. He has a 401k, a Roth okay. IRA. You good, know, like good, he's. Good. He's good. I just want to make good. sure he's okay. Yeah, because, you know, finances. It's important. It's important stuff. Stay up on it. Um, so, Men Are the Worst, our favorite segment of every week. Keep it rolling. Um, Guys, lie in wait. Just, this, is, <laughs> this is your time. This is your time. It's really hard to be a man in this day and age. Because everything you do is, you know, is in a spectrum. Like Matt Damon said. Yeah. Oh, but I... Oh, God, Matt Damon. So, Matt Damon... Uh, I get what he's saying. Anyway, go ahead. Said, you know, he shared some opinions on Vulture. Um, and I don't... And he basically was talking about, you know, anything a guy does is in a spectrum, right? There's a difference between, like, patting a girl or on a person butt. on the butt, which I did to you last week. Oh, yeah. No. I but have thoughts was- on this. <laughs> Keep going. About me harassing you? No, just women in general <laughs> harassing us men. Keep going. Wow. Wow. Keep going. Okay. All right. Well, he said, I think it's wonderful that women are feeling empowered to tell their stories, and it's totally necessary. Right. You know, there's a difference between, you know, patting someone on the butt and rape or child molestation, right? I love the right at the end. Both of those behaviors need to be confronted and eradicated without question, but they shouldn't be conflated. <sighs> okay, what are you what are you thinking? As the man and the person who as knows the, more, as the resident man here, as the man who the thinks one with, with the, his brain. You don't think with no, your penis? No, no, no. Women are you know obviously you're thinking with your heart, and I'm thinking with my brain because I'm the rational creature at sure, the table. Sure, absolutely. This is all in jest. Um, he, you guys are dying on the inside. What he's saying is what a lot of men are feeling. Here's he goes on to say more and yeah. tries to get himself out of it. Let me say more before I share okay. my thoughts. He goes on to say. Um, he he starts to kind of argue that Louis C.K. should not have been ruined in his career yeah. because of what happened because Louis C.K. came out to say those allegations are true I did do those things and I am sorry and Matt Damon is there's saying there's consequences to your actions bud it, Matt Damon says um, well that's the sign of somebody who well we can work with that quote unquote um, there is re- there is redemption sure for Louis yeah. C.K. Um, the fear for me uh, the fear for me is that right now 
we're in this moment, a watershed moment, as mm. Paul Ryan says, where at the moment, and I hope it doesn't stay this way, the clearer signal to men and to younger people is deny it. Because if you take responsibility for what you did, your life's going to be ruined okay. as a man. Sure. So you're... Mm. Okay. What are your thoughts? I've been thinking about this a lot. How many how many women's butts have you grabbed in the past week? Zero. <laughs> but I've been really ask me that question. <laughs> how many men's butts have you grabbed? One. It was yours. Yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> but that brings me to my point. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately yeah. about this and you know, we're making a segment. Also, I every- didn't grab your ass. I just smacked it. No, you smacked. I was in the way. You were in the way of something. I you, you were I, you were trying to see something. I didn't see you were there. Yeah. And then you smacked my behind. <laughs> yeah, it was a love. Fair time. enough. <laughs> but but if sexual harassment being equal, that's still sexual harassment. You felt harassed. No, because I'm a man, and that's my point. I, you have power over me. There's a power dynamic difference, but that's not it. No. I'm talking about, I've been thinking about, every week we sit here and watch another man go to the guillotine, yep. right? And I'm on board, but then I'm thinking, you know, this is so deep. There are literally guys, here's my advice to men right now. Mm-hmm. Knowing what Matt is outlining here, mm-hmm. Matt, I'm sure he's included in this. If there, You need to think real hard and reflect on your actions over your entire lifetime. And now is the time to start writing letters to people you think you might have harassed and say, But that you means know, you're admitting something. And your exactly, life is going to be ruined. Exactly. But here's the thing. If you can think of three or five, there's probably more. So if you just... Here's... If I were a PR... Uh, if you were, if you consultant were or something. A Kerry Washington from a, Scandal. Exactly. Yeah. If I were a spin person yeah i would say okay who are three or four of the people you can think of who you might have touched inappropriately talked to inappropriately who are those people okay write them a letter or send them a message in writing remorseful thoughtful reflective apologetic Mm -hmm. um you can ask for their forgiveness or not but just let them know that regardless you're sorry for what may have transpired in the past this person may choose to come right out and say, this person assaulted or whatever right. harassed me. Um, and then you can point at your receipts and say, she didn't out me. I apologize straight up myself. It gives you a little bit more spin. So when someone else comes out and says, oh, he harassed me too, he can say, oh, I feel bad about that too. I didn't even think about you because I have my blinders on as a male in my my male privilege to not even think about how I might have affected your life. All of the redemption needs to start happening before, not after. So yeah. like the guys like Matt Damon who are saying like, you know, if people are coming, the Paul Ryans of the world who I, I'm calling it, I said it weeks ago, he looked guilty as sin when he was talking about watershed moments for this country because he's a white male politician in a city that values white male politicians. There is no telling how much ass he has been getting male or female. Who knows his preference? I don't know. Right. But in the city of politics, you are king if you are speaker of the house. Right. You're, so, the, you're the head. You're the head. Yeah. Hodger. So I'm sure there have been things that happened in those wings that he would not like to get out. And there's so many constituents like his that feel that way. All of this makes me think. I read more, and I started reading about the difference between men and women, 
And I started reading about testosterone and estrogen. Mm-hmm. And Get it back to the biology. You know what? We're different. And I just have to own up to that. And I think men are struggling right now with the idea of, I have these urges and desires. It feels natural. And since caveman times, it has always been natural right. for men to be in dominance. But in the 21st century, and even before this, right. we call that culturally patriarchy. Right. So we've branded this as a, this desire and urge as a bad thing. Culturally, but biologically, it seems like a natural thing. So these two things are like psychologically at odds, butting heads with each other in the minds of men. Let me ask you this. Every day, daily, mm-hmm. women produce how many milligrams of testosterone in their bodies? Testosterone being the sex drive competition drug. Not a lot. Well, uh, if you had to put a number, uh, uh, what's like a uh, range? A like milligram. A milligram. I'll, I'll, let me set it up this way: Women produce zero point five milligrams of testosterone per day. Zero point five. Yeah. How many, so thinking about that, you're a woman, you mm-hmm. have levels of testosterone. Yes, I do. 0.5. Mm-hmm. Or Roughly higher average. or lower. Yeah, yeah just as an average. What is the average for men? 0.5, half a point, okay. Like 10? Well, I, th- I thought you'd say 10. It's 8. It's still pretty high. Yeah, more, so, than, more than 0.5. So when you think about your one gram, it's 16 times that for men, right? So I was reading some stuff, and really what it comes down to is for every time that a woman is sexually aroused, in general, scientifically speaking, statistically speaking, a man is 16 times more horny yeah. than she is. Similarly, you didn't have to have science to tell me that. I just know no, that yeah. because of life. But that's the truth, right? Yeah. But I'm looking at, at this like, look at the way men behave. It's, I want sex. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's legit. Th- I disagree yeah. with the claim that men think about sex 24 seven because that's just not we wouldn't function. But mm, we are. In, I mean, sex. I mean, it's yeah. a drive. It's, it's a, a drive. drive. Yeah. And estrogen makes women more reflective. And so what I was reading was along the lines of, hey, you need to be conscious that a woman, you know, can feel things more deeply. Yeah. So... That's but when like, you have sex as a woman. It, like, yes. the connection is, like, not just physical. It's more, usually. Nine times more. Yeah. Roughly All nine of a sudden times you're like, more. I'm going to marry this person. I'm going to have, like, a, you, like, think of, like, your whole life with this person because yeah. you had sex with them. Yeah. We are... We're different. Mm-hmm. And so the night when a guy comes in to a and room or a situation and a woman's like feeling there's something going on and he can't right. put his finger on it, she's feeling something deeply nine times more than you might be feeling it. Right. Because you guys are all just about your penis. You're so surface level. That's what the research points to. <laughs> and I'm not, con- I'm not condoning or agreeing <coughs> with Matt Damon. I don't think he articulated these points well, but I do see where he's coming from because all these men have been living on their desires and just natural inclinations right and now is a that quote-unquote watershed moment where oh wait the country is shifting toward not just condemning it but you will be ruined financially and professionally for this right because i think there's a so we okay let me backtrack a little bit so 
we're obviously talking very binary man woman right like obviously this is sure. a lot like this can be much more complicated if you are mm-hmm. transitioning trans um if you're asexual like those are all things that are you know part of you know part of the part of the conversation so mm-hmm. i want to reiterate that we are talking very binary here so there's a whole another conversation that we're not even having um because that's our privilege right so let's mm-hmm. i just wanted to name that with that being said I hear, I hear Matt when he says what he's saying. I get that. But I'm also a believer that, yes, there's biology and all the things that you said. I don't disagree with you. I, my life experiences have agreed to what you've said. Sex drive for men are significantly more. When I'm with somebody, like, it's more emotion. It's more, it's like a, a, phys, like a more spiritual, emotional mm-hmm. connection than it is a physical connection. Um, and that heartbreak is in itself hard so especially if it gets physical that just makes it you know harder Mm -hmm. uh to break or to whatever um so i get that i get the scientific piece of it i think where we are at now and and this is where maybe a lot of people who believe in like the the binary men should be one way women should be another women should be you know like comes to play kind of comes into play of like you know women stop being so independent stop being so outspoken outspoken why don't you have a man that takes control and do like that's what you should you should be submissive right making sandwiches barefoot in the kitchen (laughs) exactly and just popping babies yeah um that sounds terrible a lot of money why would you i I don't understand all right Um, i i am subscribed Um, (laughs) i'm subscribed i I can't do it um but with all of that being said i think you know we are shifting culturally as you're saying that there's consequences to your actions right there are things that Mm. i have done in the past that are quite that are not okay and that i've learned from and had to unlearn so now i'm hoping we're in this watershed moment that we are raising young men that we're even thinking about like, I don't think you're ever, never too old to change. I think you're, you should always be learning. You should always be growing. Sometimes you're too old, but all right. This is like the one optimist of this part of me. I don't want to take this from you. Because I'm usually not this optimistic. <laughs> usually, I okay. think everything is the worst. But I, I'm thinking about it like, you know, if my father could change his patriarchal, very like machismo man mm-hmm. kind of thinking at the age of, like 30, 31, 32, mm-hmm. kind of where we are at. And he's able to like raise these incredibly feminist women mm-hmm. and, and realize, you know, maybe the, the differences of how he has developed as a person compared to his siblings, compared to his peers mm-hmm. of his culture, of his age and whatever. I think that's important. Right. And like he has helped and changed a lot of people in his own world yeah. because of, his development and growth, right? Of like, you shouldn't be treating women like that. Like, we shouldn't expect our daughters to marry someone right at 22. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever, whatever the... Busting the, some of those norms. Right, busting the, like, busting the, the, whatever the patriarchy tells us to do, right? And that's what, what we're doing right now is... Reshaping society. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's hurting a lot of people. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know, like, when slavery ended, it, it made a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah. And it took a long time. And we're still dealing with it. Yeah. Okay. You know I mean? So this is not going to like end tomorrow. No. This is going to continuously, no. we're going to continuously have men who suck or people who suck in general, who subscribes to this, like, it's okay. Like, cause there's a difference between me flirting with someone, him flirting back with me. Okay. There's a banter. There's, 
there's slowly mm. some some consensual things that happen and whatever. Cool. There's a lot of signals in that. There's signals in there's that. There's subtlety in that. Sure. And then there's moments of like, yeah, I want to do it. Or yeah, I want to date you. Yeah, I want you to hold me close. I want to dance with you. There's a lot of communication. Like, there's a lot of... Verbal and, and physical, non-verbal. non-verbal. And then there's a difference between you, me walking into a hotel room and you butt-ass naked. Hey, girl, want to see my dick? Like, That's no, it. Absolutely. Just like Louis C.K. being like, all right, what? so I'm going to jerk off in front of y'all now. Like, how, how is that ever, is that ever okay? Like, socially, is that ever okay? Well, that's what we're talking about, the difference between socially and biologically. Because biologically, sure. it was never a thing for a guy to whack it off in front of somebody, but because it's his natural desire. Right. But socially, we've created constructs for yeah. this. Like, put your clothes on. You, so I don't care how fine you are. I have, if Idris Elba just walked in and jerked off in you front of me. You are a lie. You are a solid liar. <laughs> no, I would be really, be like, what are you doing? Idris Elba comes in here and is like, hey, Bri, I'm going to take my clothes off and I hope you don't mind. Yeah, that's that's right. I'm not going to care. Okay, thank you. <laughs> BS meter on high. The. But like, if he was creepy about it. Okay, well, that's a good distinction to make. Right. But you gave the example of slavery, and I think that's a good example of a culture changing slowly and painfully. Yeah, and, and still we're dealing with and it. And still it has its moments of regression, right. and it steps forward. For every two steps forward, one step back right. kind of a thing. But we're doing the same thing right now, and it's going to leave... It's, I think at the time, what did people say about slavery? Oh, it's the natural order of things. Right. Superiority to inferiority. Right. God said this. Man does that. It's just a biological thing. The blacks are more inferior biologically. And spiritually, God wanted it this way because it says in this chapter. Justifications on all various levels. First of all, it doesn't say that in the Bible. People be wrong. Oh, of course. (laughs) Just say. God. God's not stupid. God's actually smart. All of these things were justifications for why the behavior continued. So we're doing that right now with men, but on a biological level, there are these differences. That's the difference in this situation, but we're going to overlook that and go toward a more just, equitable society. And so it's going to mean we give up some of the things that are natural. to It's natural for humans to want to be racist. It's natural for people who Which is to, really messed up. to fear and be angry at things that are different than them. But society over time has asked that people be more comfortable with that. And yeah. so that's what we're moving toward. Yeah. Is, an un, is a more equal and just society that is not the quote unquote natural thing to do, but the right thing to do. So kind of like natural thing. Do you hear about um, Tavis Smiley? I did hear about Brother Smiley. So PBS journalist person. He's he's a talk show host. Yeah, for PBS. Well, he has his own company, but PBS broadcasts the material. Um, There's some allegations that came forward about him. And one of the things, I don't want to go into it, like people can Google it, it's all there. Everything's alleged at this point. Yeah, everything's alleged. He went on Good Morning America and was interviewed by, I forgot who, um, and he, it was not a great interview because he looked smug the whole time. I didn't think he looked smug, but I'm a guy, so. It, it just seemed like he was just kind of like, <clears throat> PBS made a mistake, like. Oh no, yeah, he stood by that. Yeah, and uh, 
he was also talking about like sexual consensual sexual relationships he had at work mm-hmm. and one of an article i read he's like where else am i going to meet people that's cute that's and, really that's wonderful and right. i was like um uh, <laughs> i have a lot of thoughts uh, about that well when you work as much as he does because he has three different operations sure. running, he, that's what he thinks because i have no time else otherwise i i will say i don't have three different production companies or um the vast amount of work he does, but I spend a lot of time at work. Yeah. You do have a podcast like him. Yeah. So you can say that. Yeah. I have a podcast. It's I not have that hard. Just a photography him. business. There you go. Um, I work full time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do little gigs here and there. Um, so I have a lot that goes on. Yeah. Um, but I do not shit where I work. Mm. Like there have been moments where I'm like, that person's really cute. I want to flirt with them. Oh wait, they're my colleague. Not going to happen. I just, I just won't. Actually, it's never happened in New York. Now that I think about it. Well, that's a, <coughs> that's the natural versus the social construct. What do you mean? The natural thing is you thinking, oh, that person's cute. I want to flirt with them, whatever. But your social boundaries, My, yeah, I'm are, just like you're you're using frameworks that have been imposed. Sure, and I'm also thinking like as a woman and as a woman of color, mm-hmm. I'm very cognizant of where I stand politically in certain in certain arenas. And making sure that I am, um, you know, I never, I never want to be the woman that like sleeps around in the office. Yeah. And as a woman of color, that, that is a stigma that I don't, I don't ever want to have. The exoticized, sexualized being. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't want that. You know? It's, uh, I. And like, I have dated people outside of work because Mm. I make an effort to do that too. Some seasons I do, some seasons I don't, right? Like, there's there's sometimes I'm just like, screw dating, I'm good. You know, like, I'm sure. just going to work and do my thing. He is a very powerful man mm-hmm. with a lot of platforms. And what I appreciated about the interview was, yeah, he, he was in denial and accused PBS of doing false investigation, whatever. But he's saying, you know, when she asked the interviewer on Good Morning America, or you at, was it today? NBC, Good, Morning America. Good Morning America, said <coughs> uh, you had sexual relationships with women in the office. He goes, yes, with people that I worked with, there was consen- there were consensual relationships. <coughs> and then she confronted him on the idea of power dynamics. Yeah, Isn't totally. that something of an issue? He's like, you know, he said, I don't believe that only based on the text messages, letters, phone calls, things that I have documented that I wanted to share. But at this stage of the interview or the, the investigation, they're not disclosing, PBS is not disclosing who they talked to, who has come forward. Right. So he said, I requested this information, they couldn't give it to me, or they didn't give it to me. Right. So under legal threat of a lawsuit, they finally agreed to a three-hour meeting with me, in which case everything was vague, right? and they couldn't tell me any details, so it was hard for me to give any kind of feedback or evidence to the contrary but it's also like how much more can they say because there could they be can't. Ra- they, because they there's could be ramifications to the person who yeah, came forward they have to protect those people so right. he we're at a stalemate in that way so he's he's making some good she asked him of the people you've had con, quote unquote consensual relationships with how many of them still work for you on your he staff he said one I think. He, and he thought for a second he goes i have one currently yeah and so this idea of he's not denying anything straight up and like tiptoeing and, and slipping around. Right. He's being straight up to He's a like, point. He's like, I had sex with people at work. Yeah, yeah but philosophically. And again, nothing wrong with not, that. In his mind, nothing wrong with that. I see it as problematic. He he did raise the point of, 
She said, isn't it against company policy to what, you know. It's highly discouraged. He said, in the language of the company that I run, and I run this company. Right. Not PBS, but the company that works for me, PBS broadcasts our material for us. Right. In the language, we discourage it, but we don't forbid it because love there happens. are people. He's like, love happens. Right. I don't know who you're connecting with at work who might mean something deep to you. Right. He's like, there are people watching this show this morning. Good morning, America. Bob and Sally living in Indiana right. who met on the factory line or whatever. Right. Like there are people who. And, and for me, and when I said like, I don't shit where I work, that's a personal choice that I've made. Exactly. Because of the type of work that I do, because of kind of just how small the work that we do is like just because people know people and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, and people can think while they want to think about what I do at work and what I don't do at work. Oh, I um, think a lot of what you do at work, it's not, you need to step it up. <laughs> I suck. I'm sorry. Guys. Get it together. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, the, that's a choice that I make, but I also know people in our field as well as, in other places that have found the love of their life uh, me at too. work, and I've that's seen them. and there's nothing wrong with that either. If that yeah. happens, that's beautiful. As long, but the minute there is that power dynamic where I'm screwing the boss, like the CEO boss, yeah, like the person who's in charge of everything, yeah, that signs the check, like. But what? at least he's not denying that, and he's sharing a philosophy that's different. I just appreciated that, right? I didn't think he was too smug. I thought he was like, listen, I'm throwing legally everything yeah. at this because i'm gonna defend my name no you you disagree with my philosophy on this but i sure, uphold right. it what i did was consciously and consensual. thought out Con- and, consciously and consensual right and that's what and I, I think we'll that's see where important. it goes yeah we'll see we'll see what comes up i have something also there was um freaking owner for the panthers which we can talk about later yeah. but um richardson jerry richardson jerry richardson what did he do also accused of sexual misconduct and he's selling is that why diddy said what he said yeah so in this week's caps corner yo yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna come back to something but you say something about caps corner right now you want me to say yeah does cap have a job cap still doesn't have a job cap kaepernick does not have a job okay what Uh, is what does he have but diddy diddy uh went on twitter and said i want to buy the panthers who's in Mm -hmm. and kaepernick's like misa (laughs) <laughs> Misa, Misa, please, uh, sir, I have some shares. Yeah, so he's because, like, I want in on this ownership. Because Jerry Richardson, in the light of sexual misconduct allegations, right. is stepping aside as owner. So it's going to be sense. up for purchase. So we got Diddy, Kaepernick, who and, else? And Curry. Stephen Curry? Stephen Curry also wants it. Native Carolinian. Carolinian? Carolinian? Carolinian. Native Car- Carol. <laughs> Native Carolinian. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I mean, yeah, Cap doesn't have a job, but he may be an owner of yeah. a football of a football team. Good for him, man. Which would be kind of cool. We'll see how it goes, but you know, but anyways, this is just another man who's like under. For the last decades, we've been able to do these things that were discouraged, right? But not would not blackball us, right? right? And it's just what, like, oh, you're the sleazy guy that likes to like grab on mm-hmm. people. But now because of social media. Yeah. Woo, that changed the game. Dude. I just want to say, <sighs> I just want to say that I'm sorry that I smacked your butt. Apology accepted. Did that make you feel uncomfortable? No, I felt, I felt great. I've been doing squats. I barely felt it. It was like. Because <laughs> I, I think I barely gra- grazed it because I was like, you were too far. Anyway. That's what it felt like. Just like barely the wind. <laughs> um, what I was going to do actually, because we just talked a lot about like 
all the stuff that guys are doing wrong, but also biologically. Yeah, sure. We can't help ourselves. I think you can, but okay. Well, Mother Nature is a cruel mistress, and she does things internally to right. make us like the demons, right? Right. You so just want to fuck everything. We don't. So at the root of all this, guys want to get their rocks off, and they think they're courting women. Okay. They're not. But we're not in the way that a woman might expect, but some right. women might expect because yeah. they're not all the same. Yeah. Um, but then you don't want to be a bad person either. I don't uh-huh. think any guy really seeks out to be a bad person to no. women. So my, that leaves me thinking, huh, if men and women are this different, how do men begin to understand women better? And so naturally, uh-huh. I went to WikiHow for this. <laughs> okay. And WikiHow say? WikiHow... I think, as the man... As the man. Did it They were on their game. Did they teach you? But you're the resident woman here. All right. I I do have a vagina. What I propose is that I'm going to go through, very quickly... Okay. ...the 16 suggestions by WikiHow, and you tell me if you have any thoughts about any of these suggestions. Okay. Valid, invalid, or just no thoughts. So you want me to be the the speaker of all women? Yeah. That's not too much, is it? No, no. Just take, just she said sarcastically. Take it one step at a time. Uh, right, so these let's, are the, the suggestions from WikiHow. So this is, I will say this is based on my perspective. Yes. And this is... Who happens to be a woman, but my perspective. Okay. I don't want to speak for all women because that's a lot of pressure. All right. Well, all right, let's maybe go. at the end of this you might feel more confident. So any men or women out there for that matter, or people who just identify more masculinely. Sure. Um... Listen to these suggestions and Bri's guidance. Okay. Dear Bri. This dear. is a dear Bri letter. Oh, my Lord. Um, okay, let's go. So, first thing. Um, consider biological differences, which we just did. Sure. And it talks along the lines of um, women are slightly sharper sense of smell, vision than men do. Um, women are more likely to recall memories that have emotional significance. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. They talk well, about... Like, off mic, not... True. Y- yes. Well, we, we do a lot of off mic talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, women, they talk about the menstruation cycle. And yeah, it, periods suck. Yeah, four days that you want to kind of be sensitive sometimes, to. Sometimes but women, it's longer. Women, well, yeah, thank you. <laughs> women react differently depending on the type yeah. of woman and how they deal with that. Yeah. And women are more likely to be interested in sex due to emotional factors that than men are. Yes. Thoughts on that? I don't disagree. Okay. N- and number two... Recognize social pressures that women have. Yes. You don't have to say any more than that. Yes. Girls are socialized to be obedient, well-behaved, quiet, dismissive, quote-unquote good girls. Women may experience additional pressure and hardship for being a person of color, LGBT, disabled, heavy, lower income, and more. Yep. Okay. So recognize the pressures that women may face socially. And if they want to go against the pressures or go with, like abide by not abide by the pressures but like subscribe to what's stated culturally mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. number three accept that all women are different no shit <laughs> some guys don't know that <laughs> you think all out. women are the same i'm saying some guys not this guy i felt, I felt like you were saying you I didn't know that <laughs> brought this for a reason <laughs> okay next uh number four observe her play pay close attention to her and be patient Say more. Is uh, that all the, that it says? The, no. 
The best way to understand somebody, male or female, is to spend time with them and observe their patterns of behavior. Doing so will teach you things like what upsets her, what excites her, what annoys her, and so on. While one woman might show you exactly who she is immediately, another woman might only show you certain sides of herself as you get to know each other. I feel like that's the same for like me observing a man. Like There's some men who like get said like it is, and mm-hmm. others who are much more nuanced. So yeah, sure. People are people. Yeah. So, so be patient and just watch. Right. Don't go straight out Observe and just be like... thoughtfully. Yeah. Don't go out there and be like, hey, you want to get this? Just like, hang back for a little bit. Yeah. Don't be, don't be weird. Number five, ask her questions. Yes. A thousand percent yes. Say more. Um, I feel like there's a lot of assumptions made um, when you're dating somebody or when you see a girl, like you think that, oh, clearly, because they look a certain way or they act a certain way, specifically if they look a certain way that you feel like they're going to be one way or another, right? Mm. Like, if they maybe show a little bit more skin, they must be slutty, right? Or, like, or they must be ready to go mm. down, you know? Or that if they, um, you know, if they have certain skin tone or hair texture or whatever, like, it's, it's a welcome to touch them or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. So I think asking, ooh, hello. Sorry, that was, that was me. Um, asking questions, I think, does a really good job of you breaking down any assumptions that you have of the person. Mm. And I think there's really great apps and dating apps out there that really kind of dive into that. My favorite one is the and where like, I love like the and is a great YouTube series too. It always like I get into a deep, the and hole sometimes, but it's a great way to just ask questions to, you know, a first date or like someone that you care deeply about and want to get to know more. Cause I think sometimes when you don't ask questions, you make assumptions and you make an ass out of yourself. Well said. Yeah. Number six, learn about her. Oh, no, sorry. Number six, learn about her past. Yes. Before you met her. Yes. And that's by asking questions. All right. And just giving her the opportunity to share it when she's comfortable sharing it. And can you tell the difference between when someone's just asking to ask and when they're actually curious and interested? Me? Yeah. Yes. How? Um, usually people don't ask about, like when, when you're dating somebody, like in the, in the, in the construct of like a romantic relationship, there's a curiosity of like, so why have you been single? Like, you seem like a catch. How are you, like, how are you still single? I feel mm. like that's a question I've asked or I've been asked. Um, and I think that like, that's those kind of questions about my past, I think is normal, right? Like these are the people I've dated. My last relationship was this or whatever. Um, once you get to know someone more, when you feel like there's a deeper connection, mm-hmm. the questions that are asked are much more thoughtful and you feel a little bit more secure with the person that you would share more. Yeah. There's people that I've never met before that ask me questions. I'm just like, I've, I'm showing you I have no interest in you and I don't want you to mm. know more about me. And I think there's, that's where like when you don't observe that, you know, like when you don't do the other things that was said. Yeah. It makes, I'm just like. The prerequisites. To yeah. This. The prerequisites of like, hang back, like take a, Take a beat, you know? Yeah. If you just want to fuck, go on Tinder and say DTF, mm. you know? But, like, if you want That's to get to, if you want to know someone, you know? I've definitely gone on Tinder, Tinder like, Tinder, on Tinder, and I'm just like, oh, this person definitely, literally says DTF, question mark. I'm like, that is on their profile. So I'm like, nope. The question, 
Like, so why you... is the question mark there? You don't even need the question mark. Just the DTF. Yeah. I once worked at a university uh-huh. where it was highly uh, Greek fraternity and sorority yeah. population. And the director of housing and I were walking through a courtyard with mm-hmm. some other folks. But you look up in the windows and you see all the different letter organizations. Yeah. And it's like, Sigma, Sigma, Sigma. So and was it the Delta? And there was a DTF <laughs> in the window. He's like, which organization is that? I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh. So, That's funny. So precious. Um, okay. okay. Number seven. Um, if you think she's upset, ask her. And she may not tell you. Good point. But ask. But but point out, you, you seem upset and yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah. Did I do something that hurt you? Yeah. You seem distant today. Is there something wrong? Yep. Ask. Verbalize. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Ask she, questions. God, we do that. It's like, oh, no, she we do seems, it the other way too. She seems upset. I did something, but I don't know what. Just I ask the fucking question. And she may be mad at you for asking the question because she may think that you should just already know. Yeah, but we God, as women slay me. <laughs> but we as women kills me. need to do a better job of communicating how we're feeling. But in order to do that, you know, we've been told that we're not supposed to do those things that we're supposed to, you know. Yes, we're emotional, but like you're not you as men are not gonna take care of us the way that we need you to. We appreciate you saying that <laughs> on behalf of all men. Thank you. Number eight, be a good listener. Yes. Number. I feel like all of this that you've said are all just good things to do with any relationship. Not just with women, but I like have, any relationship. I have a feeling there are many people who do not practice this. In, like I'm talking platonic relationships. I'm talking sure. romantic relationships, professional relationships. Just I'm talking be like kind. Parents and children even. Yes. I'm like, like, just be Good to one another. As a human being. Yeah. Um, Ask good questions. Be thoughtful. Next. Consider making the first move. As the dude? As the dude. Romantically? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm chicken shit. So. We know. (laughs) First of all, that was a little too too quick. I'm speaking broadly. No. This is what it says. I'm saying I, Brian and Matthew. No. But like. Chicken shit. I can't. But no. This is something I realized as a guy who myself the first relationships i had especially teenagers teenage years and early 20s mm-hmm. people ask me oh you were in a year and a half long relationship twice and right. this this person that person yeah. how this happened usually when i think back on it was it the girl the girl initiated and just wore me down <laughs> usually she's like hey you're cute you want to date well i'm kind of shy and i don't want to <laughs> like okay we're boyfriend and girlfriend now and i was like okay and how are you like again okay so that was that high pitched okay and so that was how i ended up in relationships and then when i got older and got more confidence i realized you know i'm scared it's very sexy when a guy approaches you confidently yes thoughtfully very sexy a woman would do that for me to me and i would say i'm really attracted to women who are that confident there are a lot of people like all of us, who have our insecurities and, yeah, and sure. we're not confident. So yeah. why don't I make an appropriate first move and right. take the pressure off her? Right. And so the if line you ma- says, If someone like made a move on me that they were interested, mm-hmm. I would feel more confident to be like, oh, I can make a move too. Like it's a, it's a back and forth. It's like a tennis match. It says on WikiHow um, after this, no, it, no, it's uh, no, it's the 21st century. But in general, men are still expected to approach women first. Of course, some women are more bold and proactive than others, so she might surprise you by asking you first. So anyway, sure. try making the first move respectfully. Number two, or sorry, number two, 
It kind of gets weird on the numbering here. <laughs> um, we're more than halfway through. Be confident and have a sense of humor. Yes. Super sexy. If you can make me laugh, let's get down. Self-deprecation, okay? Yes, to a certain extent. I agree. Like, like there's some self-deprecation that's like, haha, funny. And there's others that I'm like, are you even confident? Yeah, you like, need to back it up just yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Just the sprinkling of it's yeah. fine. Um, don't compare her to other women. Yes. Oh my God, yes. You're not like my last girlfriend. She nope. was blah, blah, blah. Nope. Yo, my ex is... Well, I mean, you bring your baggage, right? So, like, if you've been cheated on, you're going to bring that baggage and maybe not trust the next person you're with because you think they're going to cheat on you. You know, I get that as that's happened to me personally. and But you have to, like, check yourself and work on your stuff mm. so that when you go into a relationship, you're able to be very clear what your baggage is so that you don't compare so that when you have moments where you are weak and you do, do compare your partner with your previous partners yeah that you're able that that person's able to be like you know what you're doing right mm. mhm so stop that i'm not her <laughs> i'm not her <laughs> uh figure out what she loves totally agree i think that makes sense because if you know what she likes mm-hmm. slash loves you could potentially like slash love it too or find similar interests and, you know, get to know her on a deeper level. It's not just a plain, like, mm-hmm. you know, she's this person that I'm attracted to. It's more to it. She like, Did you see the SNL skit from this past weekend where the guys get gifts for their wives and it's, uh, <laughs> it's like just charms? Like, yeah, from Pandora. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I got you this because I know you like dresses. <laughs> it's like, oh. And, and one of them is like, I got him a motorcycle. <laughs> right. I got him a motorcycle. And the other one's like, I, I got a three-way. Like a threesome. With <laughs> yeah. him. And he got me a, a charm. Star- a Starbucks charm. One of yeah. them was like, I know you like coffee. <laughs> like, oh, geez. I couldn't believe how expensive they were. Like $50 a piece. Yeah. Some that's, of the charms are super expensive. That's wow, man. But Pandora has so a thing with it. Be, uh, but figure out what she loves, right? Because yeah. that means more. Um be courteous without being condescending. Say more. Uh, I don't think guys know how to do that. Even a diehard feminist will appreciate it if you <coughs> if you hold the door open for her or offer to pay for dinner. Though she might not let you pay, the gesture will still be appreciated. The line between politeness and benevolent sexism is whether you treat her like she can't do it herself. For example, it isn't condescending if you open a car door because you want to feel like a princess, not wait, what? For you example, want her to feel like a princess. Yeah, it isn't condescending <coughs> if you open a car door because you want her to feel like a princess, not because you think she can't do it herself. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. No other. Okay. And the last one is compliment her. Yeah. That's it. That's yep. Yo, and th- th- sorry. Because I think, like, words... Okay, for, for me, as someone who... My, like, top love language, if you've ever done the love language test of mm-hmm. the five love languages, mine is always touch and words of affirmation. Mm. And so, comp- like, words mean a lot to me. Then it's, like, active service. Like, I don't... You don't have to give me anything. No gifts. I don't want gifts. It's usually zero for me. <clears throat> and so, for me, th- like, you complimenting me is something that... I would think is like thoughtful mm. as long as it comes from a thought. If you're just like, Oh, you look nice. Like that's what nice too. But like, you know, nice shoes. 
Yeah. Nice hair. Yeah. Like when you notice something that's different, like to notice that it means that you're paying attention to me. Those kinds of things. What I see a lot of guys do on that point of compliment and also the last one is be courteous without being condescending. Mm -hmm. Some guys, I younger, like I younger men Mm -hmm. when I was younger, I would notice this in my peer group. I see it now a little bit where guys who are insecure or not uh, not able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. they feel weak around vulnerability and they don't know how to handle it Mm -hmm. they'll say they'll give a compliment by doing a double negative Mm -hmm. and saying hey you think she's hot i don't think she's not not hot or she's like well i guess that doesn't suck you know instead of saying i really like that or I really enjoyed that you appreciated the the play yeah. or something like that. I really like this character. Instead, they'll say like, "Well, that wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen," and you know, it just it comes from a place of being unwilling to show sides of beauty. Right. And I don't know. That's what I pulled from WikiHow, and I thought this list is a fairly good place for anyone to start. Yeah. Appreciating other people. Just other people. This doesn't have to even be another woman but i think i think it's nice to compliment people around you i think it's nice to be like conscious of what other people are doing and saying observing people and not just you know maybe thinking a little bit before you speak and things like that all good things lovely all lovely and good things are we good on that (sighs) we're good what else we got um i think the last thing that i wanted to touch on was our lovely segment please make it stop Oh we can just touch on this for a second because I don't want to give 45 and his 12 Diet Cokes a day. That was, oh my God. Any more fuel. Eight hours of TV. And he drinks 12 Diet Cokes If a I, day. as a person who he was. He drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. I, as an elementary school kid <laughs> who loved TV, mm-hmm. even then, much. couldn't watch fucking eight hours of TV in a day. <sighs> Because I had to, you know, go to school for six hours of the day. <laughs> not even a full work day. And then sometimes you played, like, sports, too. Take that out of it, even still. I couldn't watch eight hours of TV a day. But the President of the United States can. And he does so by drinking 12 Diet Cokes a day. Hell in a handbasket. You know that he doesn't drink, right? No, like he alcohol. Drink alcohol. He does not drink alcohol, but he drinks caffeinated sodas like a banshee. He just specifically like, twelve diet cokes a day. At least they're diet. He's. If you asked, him, I don't know how he's not dead yet. If you with asked um, him, how much stuff he's sir, put in his your body. body is a load of shit. Like yeah, literally it's actual feces. Garbage. It is just all it is. He would say, "I'm in the best physical shape of my life." He. Anyway, crap a shit. neck vagina. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, vaginas don't look that ugly. Just saying. No comment. We'll talk about this off I mic. Love, I, for the record, I should just clean that up. I think vaginas look beautiful, <laughs> but I can't speak for every vagina that exists. So. You know, fair. Because every vagina is different. Georgia O'Keeffe painted many different flowers. She, 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 yep, 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 yep. Look that up. Yep. Art history reference. That was very good, very good. Okay, so 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 this segment of please make it stop. Uh, 45's administration banned the CDC, the Center for um, uh, what's it called? Disease control. Disease and control mm-hmm. and prevention. The Center for Disease and Control and Prevention 
uh, from using seven words or phrases in the next year's budget documents. Am I going to want to hear this? Have you heard about what these... The seven words? The seven words specifically. I've heard multiple people report on it and they just keep saying seven words. Okay. They just... The seven words. So you want me to tell you? Yeah, please. And I would love for you to react verbally, not because I, you know... First word that comes to mind when I hear the words. <laughs> yeah, just the first, just like... Right. Just whatever All word, right. okay? All right. The terms are fetus. Like baby fetus? Like... Fetus. Wait. Wait, these are stricken from being used where? In the budget documents. For the CDC? Yeah, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We cannot include a fetus Fetus. in the budget documents? Yes. To be clear, the budget documents are used to outline the budget for the CDC. Right. And we... I don't understand, but okay, go ahead. But like, so like say that there's... I don't understand why fetus is being used, but I also don't understand why it's being barred. Right. But also, like, the CDC does things with fetuses, too, right? Right. Okay. The second word? Ready? Yeah. Transgender. What? (laughs) Wait. Sorry. Your face. Oh, my God. I wish someone could see it. Wait. Why? I'm going to keep on going. Next word. Vulnerable. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Vulnerable? Third, uh, fourth word. Entitlement. Who made this list? <laughs> the CDC made this list? No. 45's administration told CDC. I'm going... <laughs> okay, we're not, even, we're not even there yet. Fifth word. Fifth word. Are you ready? Yeah. Diversity. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the women and people out there who identify. I, As a bitch? Yeah. If, you, if that word struck a nerve with you, that, these words struck a nerve with me. Sorry. Two more. That's going to piss you off. CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Okay? Mm. Sixth word, evidence-based. Evidence-based. I'm, I don't. I'm speechless. <laughs> I don't have words. I, I'm a and, the, and the last word, science-based. Son of I <laughs> Cut the podcast. Cut the podcast. We're done. Today's episode is over. Thank you. This has been brought to you by... The CDC. The CDC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wait, okay. You've had more time to process this. Um, I need to sit here and collect my okay, thoughts. Okay, so collect your thoughts. Go ahead. Um, so according, okay, so this again, it's a first, it was first reported on Friday on, in the Washington Post. Uh, but Fitzgerald, who is, uh, Brenda, Brenda Fitzgerald is the director of the CDC, yeah. um, said in a series of tweets on Sunday that there are no banned words while emphasizing the agency's commitment to data-driven science. Because that's literally what they do. Okay. But I just came back to this point of like our president drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day and his administration told the CDC that they could not use the words fetus, transgender, vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, evidence-based, and science-based. What in the actual thought? My external <laughs> you were, your expressions are much calmer than my internal rage. You're, you're, you're dying. I'm dying because... <clears throat> You know what? This is not shocking. It's shocking to me on the surface. Right. But when I think about the implications of this. When you take a moment. Yeah. It's not surprising because I have very little faith expectations or um, confidence in any mental capacity for this administration. So, I mean, and that sounds like, oh, you're just like throwing words. No, the... 
it shows what they have a discomfort for and mm-hmm. that is really where we are in the civil discourse of today yeah it is liberal nuances around um intellectual and emotional rigor and work and doing the deep work of vulnerability and looking for evidence and championing diversity yeah as a Core tenet of belief. And when you have a group who does not understand Mm -hmm. the idea of diversity, the idea of diversity, when you have a group who does not understand, it is a culture war. It's basically a culture war. So Dr. Sandro Galia, Dean of Boston University School of Public Health, stated, if you are saying you can't use the words like transgendered and diversity, it's a clear statement that you cannot pay attention to these issues. Yeah. It's, it's just, as just exactly yeah. what you said. You yeah. clearly have a discomfort Thank in you, something doctor. that makes zero like so deep. That's so deep. Think about that. It sounds like a lot of white nonsense. It is the most nonsense. I'm sorry if it's you're such if, if there are people out there who are saying, yeah, the Center for Disease Control should not be using words like diversity or and fetus and so- evidence based, science based. And literally, like again, the CDC has a long-standing history of making, and this is a statement from the director, making public health and budget decisions that are based on the best available science and data and for the benefit of all people and will continue to do so. So at least the people who are running yeah. the CDC are They're not like, down for this bullshit. They're just like, okay, that's cute. <laughs> like, you want us not to use fetus? Okay, we're going to make a 900-page document. You find the word fetus in yeah, there because it's in there. Happen. Go ahead and read it. Um, this is, you know what, D- to their credit, Maybe there was some guy who used to type up the CDC budget, and it was Mike from accounting, and he used the word fetus a lot, and mm-hmm. unnecessarily so. Maybe. And you're like, Mike, you need to cut back on the fetus. Oh, We're the just fetus not going to use that. It's a lot. Maybe diversity was just too... He needs a different word. They're like, we're not telling you you can't use it, but you need a thesaurus. <laughs> you need different words. Yeah. So, I did, But honestly, so I was, I was home. Uh, recently. It, recently in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And I came across something that just kind of took me aback that the Midwest is Christian, predominantly Christian. so. Yeah, predominantly. But I forgot how Christian we are. And I think it's only been uh, exacerbated by the current political and social climate sure. of the America that's been polarized by elections in the last nine years. And so I went into Barnes and Noble and I'm just hanging out. You know, waiting for my family and I. We're going to wrap it. We're all at our respective places in the mall. Right. Some people are Macy's. Some people are Orange Julius. <laughs> some people are at, you know, sporting goods stores right. or whatever. Where were you? Barnes well, and Noble. Victoria's Secret, then Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Did you get and me then anything? You? Yeah, sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> I was buying all the panties for all the people I'm going to send them to and sexually harass them and on my way write, out the door. You're going to write a note like that. Yep, uh, on the panties. Yeah, on the panties of like what you would want to do with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you Great, got me. Job. That's my ammo. <laughs> That's you. So I went to Barnes and Noble after I got done buying lingerie, and I uh, <laughs> was like, you know, looking at I was looking at fiction. I was looking at some various things, and something for some reason popped into my head. You know, Zia V, the um, she's a singer songwriter. She plays the ukulele a little bit. I think Z E E Avi. Yeah. She um she has a song. That's like he's sitting across the table from me reading Kierkegaard or something. Yeah. I was like, oh, Kierkegaard. I haven't picked up a Kierkegaard book in years. Right, right. It's philosophy, it's deep, heady. It yeah. wasn't for my time. So I was like, okay, let me go see what they got in the way of philosophy. So I go over toward 
where I think it would be in psychology, it's not there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where else would philosophy was be? Was it in the religious religion? Religion. So and I there's go. There's a bunch of Christian books, wasn't there? Obviously, because yeah. we're in a mostly Christian country. So I there's go, also a lot of Christian authors, and some like I mm. even have some in my bookshelf that are like some really great philosophers and Christian authors. Out I there. got a real quick lesson in Crash Course in how diverse the Christian literature is in the United States today. Very, very diverse. I walk over there and I see a wall of bookshelves all stacked under the Christian uh, uh, title. It just says Christianity above everything. And then I look toward one end and I see a shelf that says religion. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm getting closer. So I walk over to the religion shelf. On the religion shelf, what would you expect to see? A lot of Christian books and maybe like, maybe a Jewish book somewhere. I don't know. I'll be damned if I could find even the Jewish book. It was I thought, only Christian? There was no Islamic? Or no Islam, no Buddhist, nothing but Christian. I was like, why did we even make the religion bookshelf? So then I counted 16 mm-hmm. full-on Christian bookshelves in wow. this Barnes & Noble. 16. That's a lot. And then at the end was one bookshelf for philosophy and they had the Kierkegaard book that I already have so so I said damn but when you look at that and you think it's all mixed together right the the religious Christianity is tied to the flag which is tied to patriotism which is tied to evangelical beliefs which in 2000 election George Bush and the Republicans reclaimed uh, the evangelical vote on the Republican side, so that someone, whoever runs Republican, is by default that candidate. Right. And so you look at the current... Except cur- when you're Romney. Because he was Mormon. Yeah, but people still were like, we'll look past it because you're He's like red. Christian light. Yeah, it was weird. It was That was <laughs> a, like weird a weird candidate. Yeah. They were like, he looks Christian, we'll do it. And so he's handsome. He, uh, but the, the current administration, forty-five, is all wrapped up in this patriotism, Christianity, Middle America, and rural part of America, which I'm proud of. I'm glad I grew up there. But in terms of diversity, you know, I realize we just don't have the range of it. Yeah. So going back to what we said earlier, um, I think we as humans naturally are afraid of what we don't understand and yeah. what we don't experience. So if you don't have a lot of diversity, you're going to go to a place that's a scientific-based organization through the government and tell them not to use social words around diversity because... Or even the fact science-based, evidence-based. Are because you you're me? Christian and it like creationism thing. We're talking about like, don't use science-based, which is to implicate, I'm assuming that you want them to use creationist-based I don't know what it is, but I think... I, I always come back to as being the resident Christian in the of the duo. Mm. They're not talking about the same God I, I worship. So say it. So take my God's name out your mouth. I am I've afraid. said it so many times. I'm like, if you read the Bible contextually, based off of when it was written and all these different things, and just like the basic tenets of Christianity, the shit you're spewing out is not Christian. It's actual dog shit. I I bet you if there was a list of seven words that they didn't want you to say, that cabinet would have also said, okay, here are the seven words we do want you to say. Jesus, mm-hmm. 
faith. Mm-hmm. This is these healing, powerful healing. healing. Yeah. And I believe in faith and Jesus and sure. like miracles and things like that. I think all of those things happen too, but I also think it's important to not be blinded to what we like clearly God. I, I was, a, when I was growing up, I used to tell my parents we had a dishwasher that we never used. Uh-huh. It was used as a drying rack for the dishes that we would wash and we would dry it on in the dishwasher rack. And so I would tell my parents, well, one, I didn't know at the time that my parents weren't using the dishwasher because it takes a lot of water and you pay for water and heat and all these different things. Right. So like it's a conservation of energy and also just wash the dishes. Like, there's, mm. there's a reason why you have children to do work in the house. Yeah. Also, you love them and things little like that hands. too. Little hands. Many do little work. hands. <laughs> Many do little work. hands do work. But I used to tell my parents, <laughs> "Big hands." <laughs> I have the biggest hands. I have the biggest hands, mom. <laughs> and I would used to tell my parents, who are very like religious people, and I would say like, "Why would God give man these beautiful brains to make this amazing dishwasher for us to never use?" Oh, that's funny. And You're so, that kid. oh, I was definitely that kid. Thanks, mom and dad. She said, humoring. when you grow up, you better fucking understand. <laughs> and obviously I got it now, right? But like, so we would literally use it like once a week so that the dishwasher yeah. didn't break. Which is you fine. Know, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, but if you use it every day, that's a lot of that's water. That's a lot that's of water. Yeah, once a week is fine. Yeah. To, even now, as a person who doesn't have to pay for water, yeah. I still only use my dishwasher like once a week. I think my family uses it once a week. Yeah. yeah. As I, because, because you're accumulating. It takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while to accumulate it. Yeah. Anyway. But in the same way, like when you are given this beautiful brain and all of these equipments to like learn <laughs> more about the world and like if we're able to go to fr- the freaking moon and uh. to Mars and things like that, why can't we take advantage of I don't know. I'm, it's just it just comes back down to please God make the stop. <laughs> I'm reading a book, The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Mm-hmm. Philosophically, take from it what you will. It's a dated book back in the day. It's a fiction novel, but the whole takeaway is that the protagonist is strongly individualistic and thinks with his own brain right. and goes with his own intuition and is curious about the world around him <coughs> and doesn't just rest on his laurels for what society is telling him to do and what should be normal and what is considered appropriate and those are the people who make things happen in society they move things forward history i love that quote um good girls never made history Mm -hmm. the idea that women who just were in their place did not change anything so you gotta be you got to shake shake it up a little bit you gotta be radical sometimes i mean in ways that people think is radical you're actually just doing your own thing and being an individual so i mean when i listen to that list you just rolled off i'm thinking man the peanut gallery is just lockstep in place of hey we don't understand transgender people do we so let's not let them say that hey we don't understand black lives matter or latinos or latinx or Mm -hmm. or arabic identifying folks so why don't we just like Ban diversity together. They say Arabic diversity. Is a language, just so you know. Oh yeah, sorry, Arab people. <laughs> um, so they were gonna say, I have a hard time saying Arab because as a kid, it was a derogatory term because you would a dash rab and mm. make it into a derogatory term. Yeah. So I avoid it now, but as an older person, I'm trying to get you're more comfortable. Saying, you're not saying Arab. You're. Yeah, Arab was the, yeah. the derogatory term. Right. I try to say Arab. Yeah, Arab or like Middle Eastern. Yeah, it still sends off like a little spark in the back of my head but there's that that. but either way you're saying you know i guess we couldn't it would be racist right if we said 
you can't say black asian pacific islander latinx we can't do that right so can we just say diversity <laughs> let's just make sure that this this stays as fucking white christian male as possible you know what it is like you're so boring as a white person that you can't see beyond that it's really it's really sad it's really sad i don't know what i we're we're getting there like at least and it's not everybody right like no this, it's not this is the middle of america this is you know there's a lot of yeah and i don't want to say that you know what i was saying about my hometown in the Midwest is not that it's backwards, but that it's a barometer and an indicator for like the pulse of where a lot of people are. There are a lot of people Mm -hmm. back home who feel the way I do. There are liberals living all over the country in various pockets of red states. Right. And it's so funny. One of my mom's friends um, has known me for a long time. Yeah. Asked her before the election, oh, you know, who's Alex voting for? And she said, are you oh, dumb? Hillary. <laughs> she said. Your mom said, said, are you stupid? <laughs> she, said, she said Hillary. And, oh, really? Why? She said, well, I don't think he would, he wouldn't vote for 45. Yeah. And she said, oh, really? And why wouldn't he? Oh. I, and I asked oh. her more of like, what did you say after that? But it all goes to show you that. Uh, when you live, when all you see is what is in your local environment, yeah, it's hard, it's to, hard, see hard to think that. beyond that. Yeah, I get it. It's it's just the world that we live in, and we all don't live in the same place, so we feel differently and think differently. But seven words at the CDC that people can't say, including fetus and all that. You know what I say? Fuck you. Yeah, I second that motion <laughs> second that motion so hard it's one of those things i'm sorry i'm still on this yeah, you're, you're i upset. cannot there's it's one of those things you know like when you listen to, it's easy you have so to, many it's feelings easy, you're not even getting words it's out it's easy to make fun of the 1960s and 70s because we didn't live through it sure so when they had backwards policies and laws you look back at that and think like, oh they ass. didn't know any better right. they're so there it was rudimentary right. it was intermediate it was plebeian at best. These people just did Great not words. know. Great words. On my GRE, <laughs> start of greatness. They just didn't know any better because they didn't have the research or technology around that sure. sort of thing. And then you see your own administration, this de facto fascist, moribund sack of... Say more. Diet <laughs> Cokes. He <laughs> is in here just saying like, Oh yeah, we don't. It's just like when you we're gonna look back on this ten years from now right. and just show this to people. It's the same way that people said, you know, we wouldn't allow Negroes to take advantage of this program. Mm-hmm. Those people are still alive now and they're much older. And say, what did you think about fifty years ago when you said we wouldn't have Negroes there? They would say it was the culture of our times and we couldn't say it. Then it was just you know right. the times and all that. I need conservatives to look real hard at right Y'all now. Y'all look stupid. And just say. You told a scientific government organization you cannot use the word fetus. Yes. And science-based. And science-based. And evidence-based. Do we teach science in schools? Yes, Are we you do. going to take science out of schools? And that has, like, hypothesis and, and like, you, you know, evidence, like, samples and you, evidence and things like that? You told them to take out diversity? They're full of crack of shit. That's really what it is. You need to take a really hard look yep. at how history is going to take a look at this because you look... You look dumb. Real dumb. Real dumb. Oh, my God. 
Anyway, I think we've dabbled on quite a bit of stuff. We're well over an hour hour in, so I think we should keep it moving to to some ball because maybe that'll make us feel better. Feel good about that? Seven words. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> all right, let's keep it moving. All right, all right, all right. It is time to talk about some ball. Yeah. Some basketball. Do it. Um, so week 10 of the NBA, uh, there are some things that have happened. I think the biggest thing we need to talk about mm-hmm. is none other than Black Mamba. Yeah. Something really big happened to him this week. That's right. Want to talk about it? Kobe Bean Bryant, <laughs> former, formerly known as the Black Mamba, yes. played for the Los Angeles Lakers. Sure did. And he is the first L.A. Laker or player that I know of. I think it's the player uh, ever. Because I don't even think Jordan no, retired both. It was no. just 23. All right. Kobe's the first player to retire two different numbers for the same team. Two numbers. What are those numbers? Eight and twenty-four. Eight and twenty-four. There's a lot of there's a lot of commentary on like which one was better, but we can talk about that later. I mean, we can talk about it now. No, I we mean, can. But it was a beautiful ceremony, and lovely. they raised the the. They were already in the banners, but they had the spotlights on yeah, them and said, the "Okay, there's number yeah. eight. There's number twenty-four. It's up there. It says Bryant on both." Yep. And the family was there. Vanessa and the kids looking wonderful as usual. Man, they've His grown girls up. Are beautiful. Yeah, they've grown up. They got their mama's looks. Yeah, Roy Moore, stay away. Not, Thank you, Jesus. Please <laughs> say it again. Say it louder. <sighs> they, uh, they, but it's a good-looking family with a dad who is very well deserving of having both his numbers retired and so it was a magical day for the bryant family and people were out celebrating there at the staples center you had alan iverson in attendance yeah do you see the love between kobe and ai uh, it was, they, did, you, did uh, you see how his youngest daughter bianca was crying like like a baby because uh, she, yeah. she's a baby yeah um i also want to say that i really loved that he entered staples center mm-hmm. which is where the lakers play um just with a stroller, like he, like yeah, that was. I, I thought that oh was. Oh my god! So dope. He loves his girls. Like now he does. Well, I think he always has. Yeah. But I think his way of being a family man has increased. Oh, absolutely. I think he and the way that he speaks about them mm-hmm. is uh, is really sweet. Is very sweet. Like mm-hmm. I, like I'm glad that he has girls and not boys. I don't know. Like Why? because. Um, as someone who is a girl, a girl, <laughs> and who has a father who um, is nothing like Kobe, but like you know, very masculine, mm. like he's he's a dude. He could shoot uh, a mean jumper. My dad was was pretty good at basketball, oh, like okay. growing up. So that, I was I, making I, an assumption. No, um, so as someone who has like you know a, a dad, a dad who was very like machismo, like dude. Um, I think having girls really softened him and made him a more well-rounded person. And a worse basketball player? No, I mean, he taught me how to play basketball, so... And I'm pretty good. I'm not great, but I'm good. No comment. <laughs> but, um... No, but I think, like, having girls, I think he just is just more conscious, especially post-rape situation with Kobe. I didn't want to say it. I'm yeah, glad I'm you brought it, it up. I but didn't say when it. he rolled in with that stroller, I was like... Talk, talk said, about, like... He said, this makes me almost forget about the rape case. Almost. I didn't forget, but, yeah. I'll, I'll just address the elephant in the room. There was the 
Eagle County mm-hmm. in Colorado rape case that was settled. Yeah. And then after, you know, he was very apologetic and all of this. And then the Olympics, 2012, mm-hmm. they went to London? Yes. For the Olympics? Yeah, because it was Beijing in 28, 2008, and yeah. then 2012 was London. Yeah. And they went there, and there's video of Kobe in the hotel room with some <laughs> girls and his shirt off and all this. And I'm like, oh, didn't no. we? Didn't we? No. Okay. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway, I just He's got him. girls, and he's got a stroller, and he just got his numbers retired. And now he's a family man and a businessman, and we're cool with it. That's all well, I'm saying. I'm well, we'll it. be cool with it for now until he... I'm just, up. just, you know, you, Kobe, we don't care about it like that. <laughs> Listen, Me Too movement, just just dodge that. Make sure that you are on the up and up, sir. Um, he had, I think, between the two, 8 and 24. Well, what do you think? Which one's your favorite? So Which, which Kobe? 8 was fun. 8, eight was a fun um, Kobe. Yeah. Just a young dude, right? Like, he... He had some beef with Shaq during that time, right? Like there was that Shaq Kobe tension, but they won a lot of bravado. Yeah, but they won what three, three championships three. T- yeah. together. Um, younger, more. Um, he's he was still a risk taker in twenty four too, but yeah. he younger just he was just a he was an immature player. Mm, but whereas twenty four, but still damn jump, good jumping out the gym. Yeah, but like damn good still, right? right? right. Immaturity is like. The basketball IQ was there. Everything was there. He mm. was just a young kid yeah. out of 18, you know, like, he didn't go to college. He went straight to the NBA, just yeah. like LeBron did. Yeah. So, young player had a lot of, just re- very fun to watch. Um, but I think my favorite would be 24 because of Black Mamba, because he did not mm. give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, like, number eight is fun because that was the 81 game. Like, he did, like I think that's probably one of my favorite. 81 like, points. 81 points. Second all time. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. Wild. So I would like, if I would say like favorite, favorite Kobe moment, it's watching that 81 point game game and being like, whew, like that is. When he torched Jalen Rose and the entire Toronto Raptors. Yes. You, you remember that Kobe commercial with him and Jalen? No, I don't. Which one? Was, is it the. Were there at, where uh, Kobe's out of dinner? And Jalen sees him at the restaurant. Oh, I, yes. I, He's I like, mean, hey, Kobe, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just here having dinner. I'm going to have a drink. Yeah. I'm like, great. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And he says something to slight Jalen. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just kidding, man. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> and then the waiter says, well, will I get you, sir? Um, I'll have a martini. He says, Wait, olives? 81 olives? <laughs> How many? 81. <laughs> he just looks at He's such a dick, and oh, I love God. it. Um, I, the later Mamba... I agree with you. 24 was probably my favorite, but it's because he loosened up toward the end. He, he he's killer sti- instinct. Still a killer, still a snake in the but way he that he smiled. A little bit more, yeah. He was a little more zen. Yeah, because I think he smiled enough at eight too, but like I think he was just a bit more cocky. Yeah, it was cocky, but and like deserving. Like he he amazing amazing. Like some of the plays he did. And eight, it's just stupid. Like, it's unheard of. And his stats were awesome as well. He was also younger. Mm-hmm. 24, he had more injuries when he was, when yeah. he wore uh, the 24 jersey. He had a lot more stuff going on. He talked about, he talked about in the press conference after everything, 
uh, like what if you're in your statue, what which jersey would you put, eight or twenty four? And he joked about saying, and this is a note that I want LeBron to take specifically. Mm. He said, well, with eight, you know, there's something about eight that twenty four could never be. I was able to grow hair. That's and I was like, oh, God. my man, oh God, my man, Kobe. That he never would have done that in eight. He never would have said that. No, but he's more like pre twenty four. Yeah, after tw- jersey twenty four switch. Ah, oh, I love that guy. And you know he's twenty four because he's one better than uh, than Michael. That's what. That's what Jay-Z I. Jay Z said, uh, "Get that Kobe number." No, uh, Kanye said that. Yeah, get Kanye that Kobe said. number one over Jordan. Yeah, and but if you ask Kobe. He says, "It's three times." Yeah, I'm three times the player I was when I started. Yeah, bullshit. You are such a sly dog. He's smart as hell. He speaks. He's smart. He speaks Italian. Bene. Um, with which I think all of his daughters have like Italian like names too. Like, oh yeah, which is I think that which is really beautiful. I I think he's a great, a well deserved jersey retirement. Yeah, and I'd I'd love to see and all the players, uh, the. The, all the players who were there, so they were the Lakers were playing against Golden State. Mm-hmm. Steve Kerr was Coach Kerr was like, "Yeah, we're not going back to the locker room to watch tape. The, no. the players will kick my butt. Like they'll look at me like, what the hell are you talking about?' And we're gonna torch this Laker team anyway, right? And they won anyway, so it's not a big deal. All right. But uh, but yeah, any favorite like Kobe moment for you? My favorite Kobe moment is definitely the the cold. Kobe stare down of Matt Barnes in Orlando when Matt Barnes was playing for Orlando. Yeah. Kobe was visiting on the road. This is post Shaq. Right. He's still, I think, wearing number eight. Feeling and a little salty about everything. That went just down. like yeah, because he did. What did he did not want to stay in LA. Mm-hmm. Things were just like not going well. Oh no, that was before Shaq. Yeah. And they trade Shaq, and he just had these bum teammates, and he was playing, and Matt Barnes is about to inbound the ball on the baseline. Mm-hmm. Kobe is there on defense with his hands down, just mm-hmm. like looking at Matt Barnes. Like they're going to fight, but Kobe's too cool for that. So right. he's just kind of like standing there, shifting his weight from side to side. Right. But just looks completely careless about, you know, at Matt Barnes, who are you? Like, who are you even? And Matt Barnes, pretending like he doesn't see Kobe, he's looking for an inbounder, Fakes the ball, full arm extension at Kobe's face mm-hmm. with the ball, and the ball comes within two inches of his nose, yeah. and Kobe does not flinch, does not do anything, continues to just shift his weight and stare through Matt Barnes like he that, is nothing. That's when Mamba started coming out. Oh my god! And then they called it. They called a, a timeout or something, mm-hmm. and Matt. Like kind of puts the ball down and he walks into Kobe in their chest to chest and Kobe does not move. He, I that He's that like, moment I'm for me. He's like, if you want to see what Kobe is, that's Kobe. Yeah. God. I think skill wise for me, like obviously the eighty one point game, that's I, f- I feel like a classic favorite. Could not be stopped. Could not be stopped. It also takes a lot of shots. I mean, he, also, he was a ball stopper. They in took. That way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. Phil Jackson took him out of that game early. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? He could have gotten like close 90. to Wilt Chamberlain, and Phil Jackson chose to stop the madness. Ugh. Wild. And the, the crazy thing, too, several people um, during, the, during the whole thing, specifically the ceremony, um, Magic Johnson, 
said that he is the greatest player to have ever worn purple and gold. And Shaq, so? and Shaq said he's the greatest Laker of all time. Uh, Both of these men said it, who are former Lakers, and there were former Lakers who still don't have statues. I feel for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And who are there? That's... Is that wild, though? He, Kareem must feel like a ghost most of the time. He's he's there. He's clapping along. He's doing his thing. But he must feel like no one sees him. He's the seven-foot-tall black man that no one sees. He's like a ghost. He's like he's the he's the first Grim Reaper. He's, you know, what I noticed the other day what? the top three all time scorers mm-hmm. in NBA history: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Karl Malone, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, have all been Lakers. Yeah, and they all start with the letter K, and so it just says KKK at the top in oh. terms of the initials. Considering and they're thought, all black men. Yeah, and I thought this is some kind of irony. I'm not yeah. sure where the where the joke is and all that but something's no going one, on no one, here no one's gonna say i the need kk and k I, I need lebron to very quickly slide into those top and three. he's he's getting up there he will but do you agree with that statement that he's the greatest to wear purple and gold greatest in my lifetime yes well yeah but ever it's coming from magic johnson shaquille o'neal by the way greatest duo in our lifetime shaq and kobe shaq and kobe because they were so intense. You just ne- you knew what you were getting, but you were also like, are they going to fight? It was also interesting. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is, um, I don't know. I mean, like, I never grew up watching, you know, Kareem. I, 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 I watched Magic for a little bit, but I was like, I was really young. I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. I was very, very young when I watched Magic. So, I mean, if they, as Lakers say they're the greatest, I have to kind of take them for their word i have to assume magic only feels that way because his career got cut short magic's career was cut short um shaq had a shorter career of eight years Mm -hmm. and kareem was there the whole time that's why i think it's so disrespectful can somebody can can genie bus like come to our podcast and talk to us a little bit about this genie just, I just feel like we're overlooking him. Wilt Chamberlain didn't play his entire career with. A, oh, that's also Wilt. Um, Kareem, <coughs> Kareem and Wilt did not play their entire careers with the Lakers. No. So in terms of drafting to retirement, and the yeah, number I of mean, years, championships, and intensity. Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I was a basketball Same player, man. I want to be a Kobe or a Tim Duncan, or a Dirk Nowitzki. You're talking about people in our lifetime? In our lifetime. Uh, who, like, stayed in one place and was there. Oh. Like, because mm. I like stability, personally. Yeah. But what if you got drafted to the Kings? No, I want to be, like, traded before it becomes, like, a thing. Like, I traded before the season starts. Okay. So you get drafted by the Kings and you say, I demand a trade. Yes. To one of these locations. Yes. All right. Because that would be so good. They're, they're already, I'd be, like, like, the next, like... Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. The stigma is she's high maintenance. <laughs> she's just a She's lot. a high maintenance. Apparently she's the second coming. <laughs> yeah. She thinks she's Jordan already. That's, well, I think good for Kobe. Yeah. I'm glad that people are so high up on him and his career was such a success because he willed it into being. Yep. He sure did. And we'll see if Lonzo becomes the next great number in the rafters. 
down the line. Yeah, number two, ball. Uh, did you see LeBron and Lonzo talking brief- <laughs> briefly after their matchup? Uh, you mean the cryptic little mm-hmm. situation Why? where where uh, LeBron took his jersey and put it over his mouth? Yeah. I personally loved the picture and everyone being like, caption this, what do you think LeBron said? And I posted, tell your dad to shut the fuck up. Bruh, I liked you with more hair. The afro was good. Why'd you lose that? Uh, Michael Smith said, <laughs> said, if I ever hear you talking about Nas like that again, you, you best cut. believe something's going to happen. <laughs> Some furniture moving up in here. Yeah. Nah, other, people it was were like, other people are like, it's cute that you think this is your team, but when I come, just know that. Yeah. You better stay in line. Hey, next yeah. year when I play for this team, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you'll be passing to me. You'll also be coming off the bench. Yeah. So Just, just so l- you know. Let it be known. It was very cryptic, and we all know that it wasn't that, right? Like, it was just him being like, stay focused, do you? I just think, like, maybe he was trying to not bring press into it, Mm. but, like, of course everyone's wondering what he's he's told him. I like that LeBron is such a supportive and mentoring role model. Yeah, because you know know Jordan didn't do that. No. Kobe barely did that. Kobe, yeah. Later in his career, <laughs> yeah. he, he gave two shits. Yeah. But before that, no, no one said anything kind from those two idols. No. LeBron is the first guy to say, hey, man, I see where you're going to through the scrutiny and all that. Been there. Feel for you. Yeah. Just keep your head down. Stay focused. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, great advice. It's from a guy who has lived it. Yep. So, anyway, I, I appreciate that he was taking the time out for him like that. Speaking of LeBron, he's wild as hell and doing very well. I don't. He's, I can't believe I feel he's like every week we talk about how stupid years. good he is. I don't have anything specific to talk about. I just think what he's doing at this age is incredible. And he should be in the, if not for James Harden mm-hmm. in the year he's having, plus Chris Paul. Right. Uh. LeBron think, James is my clear-cut MVP. Oh yeah, for sure. And I also love that recently he was in—he was playing against the Washington Wizards, mm-hmm. and uh, he wore a black shoe and a white shoe. His oh, LeBron yeah, 15s, yeah. and it said <sighs> equality. And he's done—he's worn these shoes before. Yeah. But I thought it was really poignant that he wore it at DC, and that one shoe was black and the other shoe was white. Mm-hmm. And I just love. Even what he said, like, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for... Like, he essentially kind of said that in his Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Um, I just love what he... Like, not only what he does on the court, right? Because he... And he's even saying, like, I've never felt better than I do right now. Yeah. He feels athletically at his prime, Mm. which means, like, what the hell were we seeing before? Like, (laughs) I just, like, what? You know? He's out of this solar system. Did you see the J.J. Redick interview on ESPN? They did a brief uh, interview with him where they asked him, hey, J.J., you're the older statesman on the Philadelphia 76ers. What's keeping you going, like, at this age? And he said, well, I'm 33 now, (laughs) and I feel basically like a shorter slower, whiter LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Whiter LeBron. So, uh, but he attributed his his longevity to, he said, 
I've been doing what LeBron and a lot of the elites are doing and have been doing their entire careers of investing time and taking care of your body in the right way in the food you eat and the rehabs and the different um, preventative things, the cool downs, the warm ups, doing all the right and the right massages, the PT, the Mm -hmm. chiropractor, like every, all those things. He said six years ago, I turned 27 and since then I've continued to feel like I'm 27. That's great. Yeah. And I think that's what we're seeing in LeBron. It's looking fantastic. He's, his motor is running as well as it ever has. Yeah. And it's great to see how good he is. Did you see uh, Melo's return to Madison Square Garden? I did. I saw pieces of it. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. I think uh, New York welcomed him lovingly because without him, they're doing great. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got a tribute video and everything. Yeah, and everyone was like, good job, buddy. And then the Knicks... They sat Porzingis because he's injured. Yeah. And they still beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. Michael Beasley went off for 30 points. Yeah. Do you know the last time Michael Beasley went off for 30 points? He did it. Anyone does. (laughs) I don't don't remember. He was playing in China, maybe. (laughs) Uh, This is incredible. Um, Yeah. The Knicks have a team of. It's the same thing that happened when Kobe left the Lakers. You had a team of young guys who were yeah. scrappers who said, we want a chance. And so they're just building up with their young core. And they're not marquee names. They're not well-known, except right. for like Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe. Yeah. Um, who I bumped into a couple you. weeks ago. What? I think I told you about that. Did he, did he say anything about me? Did he say hi? Or no, like I ask? was like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Tim Hardaway Jr. And I didn't say anything else. Where were you? Just down the street. Oh, yeah, in the neighborhood? Yeah. Oh, he, was that him at brunch with the dog? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I texted you about it. Yes, cute cute dog. Um, Big dog. Yeah. He, uh, but that that young core, that nucleus, they're not, they're not the mellows of the world. They're just guys really trying to win games and stand out in the Eastern Conference. And they're in the playoff hunt right now. Yeah. And they sent, I think, OKC back down to a sub-500 record yep. with that loss. Yep. Melo only had 12 points. Yeah, he had struggles shooting. And someone recently said, I don't think they needed Melo. Like, OKC would have been fine with just Russell and... Did I say that? I think all of us were thinking it. I think everyone... Everyone's like... I. The person who says that at this point is not... <laughs> it's, a, like, it's not a eureka you, moment. Yeah, it's. I think everyone's been thinking it and... OKC still hasn't figured it out, and that's problematic because we're in week 10, and yes, we're still early in the season. We still have many more games to play. I think, but, what, 50 more games to play plus? Uh, yeah, about that. So we have a lot more. There's a lot more game, but... But you got to do it now. And he... But did you see... Especially if you're in the Western Conference. you got to show up now. You don't have time to oh, yeah. lose games essence. in the beginning. Yeah. Did you see his most... Recent game where he had four points on two of six shooting. Wait, what the hell? He had four points, which is the least he's had since 2012. They what asked game him was about this? it. This was the. Was it the Philadelphia game? Philadelphia, yeah. Where it went to the triple no, double? No, sorry. Triple double overtime. The he had 24. Overtime? Okay. Which was insane. That was a really cool game. Yeah. That was, that was fun. I was going to say, I'm like, that, I don't think it was that. Nah, what was it the... wasn't that. He had uh, MLB standings. It looks like. It was the Thunder and, oh, was it two days ago? 
Maybe. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm failing you here. It's okay. So anyway, whatever game it was. Either way, he um, had four points on two of six shooting, and they asked that him about it. That is not great. And he said, hey, whatever, so long as the team wins. Dude, you remember that question they asked at the beginning? It was like, Mello, you coming off the bench? And he laughed at it. <laughs> Maybe you should come off the bench, there's, bud, because something's a, not working. There's a reason they asked you that question. I mean, he was the prop. Like, let's be real. He left the Knicks, and the Knicks are doing well. We come back to this, this notion of, like, you're the common denominator here. Yeah, we'll see what And he feels it, too. You asked, they asked him afterwards of the Knicks game. How come, uh, what did it feel like being in the garden? Yeah. What got me was, he mentioned Spike and the whole crowd, yeah. the thoroughfare, but what got Lala me. Lala was there. He said, my family, my wife, my kids, who I don't get to see as much because I'm in Oklahoma City. And you'd be cheating on them anyway. Just saying. Ooh, hot take. Huh? Uh, she, but, you know, to be away from your estranged wife right. or I don't know what that situation is. To be so far away and be in a foreign land. We'll call it someplace far away. Oklahoma City. It's, Mello it's far. has never yeah. thought he would be in a situation in an area like that. Yeah. And so he's on this team where he debatably could go to the bench. And he's not scoring his average 20. He's scoring like 16 a game. He's about to lose that record he has of averaging 20 points every single season for his career. Yeah, it's not, it's not great. But I have confidence OKC will figure it out so they can make it to the playoffs. They just will not compete past the first round. They just don't have the artillery. They don't have the, the chemistry. Unless they can get on a roll in the last 20 games of the season. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Against the Western Conference elite? Yeah, I just don't think it'll make yeah, a difference. Yeah, I think you're right. Because those teams already have chemistry. Yeah. And barring any I just major didn't think injuries. it was going to take this long for them to figure their chemistry out. Because remember, I had them up, up there yeah. in the top three or four. Yeah, I thought it would take them this long. I just didn't know it was gonna be this bad looking. I thought everyone was gonna be performing at a decent level, night in and night out. Just like you know, Russ has a strong game, then PG has a strong game. Like right. Carmella, I thought it was gonna go like up. There's gonna be some down. ebb and flow. There's yeah. gonna be ebb and flow with it. But Absolutely. I didn't know that it would look this. Rusty, and uh, I'm sorry, Billy Donovan's not the guy. Yeah. For this triumvirate, yeah. this trio, he's not the guy for this team. The the egos require a little bit more finesse. S- not even I don't even think finesse. Well, yeah, some engineering. Yeah. It requires some nuance, and it requires someone who's a little more um, demanding of respect mm. than a college coach come to the NBA. And we'll see what what OKC will actually end up doing, but um, I think at the end of the day, it's uh, it'll just be interesting to see. Yeah, because it hasn't it hasn't been great. It's not been good, uh, but the good things that are happening in the West are definitely at the top the Rockets, yep. who are still undefeated when Chris Paul is on the court. Yep. At the time of this recording, Chris Paul is still, which is it's. It's James Harden's numbers make him an MVP, right. but Chris Paul's impact makes him even better. Yep. It's insane. It's wild. One of the be- And if you just have those two guys, that's all they needed. 
and PG and Russ, that would have been all OKC needed. Yeah. Dang. Then where would Melo be? Well, they were going to try and get him to Houston, and then he would have screwed that system up. But if it wasn't for Houston, where else would he be? Cleveland. I think he would work in Cleveland because he would have to, like... He'd be uh, averaging 10 points a game. Yeah. He would come off the bench. Yeah. And he would have to be okay with that. Um, no, he wouldn't come off the bench. Yes, he would. Nah, Crowder wouldn't start. Oh. Oh, he might actually be... I think he just needs to come off the bench. No, I agree with you. I just think he won't do that for himself. No. And Ooh, Billy Donovan ego. is not going to be the guy to do it. It's going to be... Ego, ego, It's going to be tough. Ego, ego, ego. We'll see, man. We will More see. More games to go. Anything else you want to touch on before that's, we keep it moving? That's all I got. All right, let's keep it going and talk about some dope people. Yeah. All right, so it's now time to talk about some dope people. Um, so I guess I will start first. Go for it. So my dope person this week is Cat uh, Sadler, and you'll be, and I know you, and I know you well enough to know that you have no idea who that is. Mm, can I? No, I have guess. no. Guess who it is. I was going to it starts, how do you spell cat? C-A-T-T. So, it's a gal. It's a gal, yes. She is a horseback rider. Nope. I'm just going to, we're just going to stop. The Sadler <laughs> probably led me to that. Yes, I, I understood where you're going with that. So, Cat Sadler, uh, for those of you who, like me, indulge in some e-news some pop culture news, trash TV yeah, in general. Yeah, that is what that is. <laughs> Just trash yeah. TV. You know, I indulge in it every once in a while, a.k.a. every day. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, suddenly um, uh, told the world that she's leaving E! News after, uh, after almost 12 years Whoa. with the network. Um, this is kind of like, I've seen Kat Sadler kind of throughout the years on mm-hmm. E! News. Um, she started just kind of like a, like a correspondence kind of a thing. And then she's kind of moved her way up to Anchor, which is like the, the person who does all the, the news stuff at 7 o'clock. I know what time. an anchor is. I saw Anchorman. Sure, you did. <laughs> and uh, I know, you know things. You're so smart and so yeah. pretty. I love Lamp. <laughs> I love Lamp. <laughs> um... And just recently, her responsibilities even increased because she was doing the Daily Pop, which is like a two-hour live e-news kind of thing. Think of like CNN live, mm-hmm. but like for like entertainment news, like in the middle of the day. Again, so there's a market for this. fake news of fake news. No, it's real news of it's people that don't... Head hurt. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So she's, <laughs> you know... That's where our president gets his news. E-news. <laughs> e-news, probably. Right. Oh, God. E-news and Fox News. Jesus. Um, so again, E News is mostly about celebrities. You know, they they talk about sports people. They talk about um, things that are kind of happening in the world, uh, but kind of more in a more entertainment focus than it is necessarily like news focus. You mm. know? So anyway, she's increased her responsibilities, and her contract was up to term, like it was coming to an end this year. And E News was like, "We love you. We want to extend the contract." Yeah, makes sense. She's she does great. She's not only is she like a pretty white girl, pretty yeah. skinny white girl, she's Blonde. also a uh, brunette. Okay. Um, she's also witty and smart and like 
has a personality. Like she's she has some tattoos. Like it's very fun. She's a single mom of two boys. So like just she's just kind of like an overall like really cool person. Seems like it. Yeah, super cool person. And they're like, we want to extend your contract, and she's like, yes, let's make that happen. But she found out that during that in her like about to go into negotiations, that her counterpart and like very good friend, one of her best friends. Um, who, hold on, let me just make sure that I get his name right, because I always, uh, Jason Kennedy, um, makes double what she makes. Damn! For Ah. not, not just recently, but for a while now. So she's like, okay, I know that this is, she even said, like, I know that this is, I, knowledge is power, right? I can sit here and be bummed about it. Mm. I'm not going to be mad at Jason, because he's my, he's my, he's my friend. This is not about Jason. This is about, like, I know this information now i'm going to bring this to the negotiation tables when i figure out my contract Mm. they she goes with her team you know to negotiate the contract for the remainder of her time with e and she said that they didn't even come close to offering her what jason has like not even close she's he's already making double what she is making for several years now and they started at the same time they do essentially the same job because they both are anchors together yeah and this has been like a thing that's been going on. But he has a penis. But he has he has a penis. That's in his clause. And I'm he's sure a white a clause man. Clause in his contract about that. And so, anyway, so she, and her, she was like, I could sit here and like say, yeah, okay, fine, I'll just re- I'll say yes to whatever you say, and have a job, or because I have a family to think about and these things like that, or I can be like, no, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm an asset. You, you guys are effing up. Integrity points. Yeah. And so for that, I just want to say that's a really hard thing to do as to say no to money. Mm-hmm. I remember saying no to a job that paid money, mm-hmm. well, especially when you have no money. You're like, that's a lot of money. And in hindsight, you're like, that was nothing. Yeah. But like she still was making quite a bit of money, I'm sure. But to have a person make double what you are making for several years and not even and like come to negotiation table saying like I know that this is what this person makes I'm asking for that at the very least you know I'm sure it was more to it than just that conversation um, and she was very very uh, insistent on being like do not vilify Jason Kennedy like that's it's not about him he's not the problem yeah the he didn't know how much she was making no like I don't know how much you make you don't know how much I make like twice what you make probably because you have a penis yeah, it's actually... It's the ovaries. When I started at uh, Michael's Arts and Crafts, it's yeah. my first job in high school. Nice. Virtually everyone but one of the managers was all female. Uh-huh. And my friend told me to apply for the job, and she had been working there for about three years. Yeah. So I applied for the job. I got hired. Instantly, first day, I was making 50 cents more than her. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. 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 so i mean think about it even like a grander scale so like she's saying like you know jason kennedy is one of my best friends in the whole wide world like this is not about him he's not the problem it's the system it's of course all these different things so i really appreciated her for one coming forward she had like a farewell like thing apparently earlier this week being like this has been my home for the past 12 years i love this place but it's just time to move move forward, and so it's, it's like when double God, yeah. But it's you know it's like any relationship, right? Like when you know it's when you know you're not being valued the way you should be, it maybe it's time to move forward. Like if and he, move on. If she was making two hundred 
thou, let's say. Yeah, which is not what make, she's making. But right, she's making more. Much, much, much more. more. Let's say she's making... God, if she were making 500K... Yeah, he was making he's a making million. making a mil. Yeah. That, that's a difference. But, I mean, even science shows, anything over 70K, mm-hmm. actually your happiness levels don't go up. But yeah. still, I'd be pretty happy in my mansion. Yeah, I... I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd like being financially actually, secure and not, not stressing about I would money. actually not like a mansion. You know, the I problem the with the... smallest house ever. The super small house. I'd have three really small houses in different parts of the world. The uh-huh. only problem is if you have a job that you have to really be active and present for, yeah. it's hard to travel to those places. For me, I just want a nice like one-bedroom, maybe two-bedroom apartment, you know. I, I want one of those small houses. Have you seen Minimalist? The, ti- the tiny houses. The tiny houses? Yeah. I like those. Yeah, it's like, like kitchen and your bedroom and just like a little loft area is all in one little yeah. compartment house. Yeah. See, I like hosting, so I want some space. But anyway, back to this. Kat Sadler, you're dope for sticking to your convictions. Um, though it was super hard, I really appreciate you thinking about the bigger thing. Bigger thing, like she said, if I stay and do the easy thing, I don't serve. I don't serve myself, and I don't serve every other female in this world. Um, which I think is mm-hmm. super like to be want to be the voice of all women like that sucks already right yeah. like, just like yeah. how you asked me earlier this episode but like like your actions mean something and the fact and you said no we don't base salary off of gender uh bitch you do yeah you do so well, Kat Sadler you're dope was it Jason you said Jason Kennedy Jason's got that wow factor you know we just, uh, he's just like a corny white dude. Like he's, he's got that. He's entertaining to watch. I don't know who either of these people are, but I'm just thinking is the two e very, very white, attractive yeah. people. But as e entertainment, you can just say to her like, "Yeah, I understand," but Jason's got that wow factor we're looking for. You know, he's got that something when he walks in the room. You're just thinking, "Hey, yeah, that guy's Jason." Yeah, I good Sucks. for her. Integrity points are way more important than it's soul points, and, and also that you can sleep at night knowing that you didn't like sell your soul yeah. for like just a couple of dollars Sleep, you know um i was hoping the end of that story was also gonna have a job for her so this happened this week so she might like she is very well known in the entertainment world so yeah, she'll be fine she'll be okay but it's still not cool that she had to go through that. super respectable yeah who's your dope person bud my dope person uh-huh I'm just, I'm not even going to go into the story right away. I'm just going to tell you and just alleviate all um, surprise. Okay. Robin Roberts. Yes. Former Sports Center anchor. Yes, she was. Now anchor for Good Morning America. One of my favorite shows in the morning. Watch it every morning. She is fabulous. And I thought that before. Yes. For several reasons, which I'll go into. But the thing that highlighted it for all of us this week. Yes. Say it again. Oh, my goodness. So, I don't know if you heard, the White House, it's a bit of a, uh, dumpster a fire. <laughs> and wow, dumpster fire, alright. The most recent casualty in the cabinet was Amorosa Ugh. Newman, formerly of The Apprentice, three times, yeah. fired by one D. Trump. Right. And... Fired a fourth time, right? A fourth time this week, apparently... She resigned, apparently. Resigned. There are some, you know, alleged, like, fits and mm. tantrums and things. She, she went black woman on them? Like, she, she went angry black woman angry. on them? Uh-huh. And they, she says... Does she know she's black? 
That's a good question. Yeah. John Kelly called her into the, the situation room and said, yes. so we're letting go of your services and all this sort of stuff. Because you so, haven't done shit anyway. So. Right. And that's from the beginning. People were kind of wondering, okay, you <laughs> if you're the reality president TV star, right. you're hiring a reality TV star to be your communications director for liaison work. What does that, what are you doing and what does that position mean? Like no one knows. Use more words. And she would apparently come to meetings like uninvited sometimes and just people were kind of unclear as to what her role was. If she's anything like her TV personality, she just seems... Abrasive. Abrasive and I hate saying that because she is a black woman. But like her personality, outside of her skin tone and all those other things, her personality is abrasive and unwelcoming. I want to say this. There's such a thing as labeling people an angry black woman when yeah. they don't deserve it. And yeah. then there are people who are angry who happen to be black. Yeah. I think that's what she is. She's just an angry person. Yeah. Who's, she's an angry, abrasive person who just happens to also be a black woman. Yeah. And anyway, so, and she, this, she was quote unquote fired. When she was asked about it by Good Morning America. She, she was not She was not interviewed by... Robin Roberts. No, this was someone else interviewing her. A nice white they, lady. Yes, and then they cut away to Robin. No, no, it wasn't. Mi- no, it was it was Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan interviewed. Oh, was he? Her. Okay. And he was softball and everything. Okay. And so he was he was criticized for that too. When he asked her about this, she said, "As the only African American woman in the White House, I have seen things that have made me uncomfortable, that have upset me, that have affected me deeply and emotionally." That has affected my community and my people. What people? Which it people? is a profound story that I know the world will want to hear. I'm sure they will. And so they cut away after that to Robin and the crew. And she said she said she has a story she wants the world to hear. Well, I'm sure she'll be selling that story. Mm-hmm. Bye, Felicia. <gasps> yes! Yay! For everything, all the marbles. I mean, just the just the attitude in her face when oh, she said that. The disgust, the just, disdain. Which is the, why I'm pretty uh, sure I wanted her to interview Amorosa because she would have read oh her for filth. Fi- man, so a backstory, if this is losing anyone. <laughs> By Felicia is a popular... Uh, vernacular term from just, the movie just Urban Dictionary Friday Friday yes with Ice Cube and uh, Chris Tucker yes. back in the day and there's a character in named the movie Felicia. named Felicia who's just kind of an annoyance and so they just will <laughs> dismiss her with Bye, Bye, Felicia. Felicia. Yeah. And so it's common within black culture. And now it's stemmed out into popular culture at large. That like when someone's being an annoyance and just too much. Black culture is popular much, culture. Let's, let's call it what sure. it is. Sure. You could say, Bye, Felicia. Yeah. And so this is targeted at Amorosa, which Amorosa took offense to and chatted back or whatever. But all it comes down to is Robin is right. Absolutely. When you go to a president like this and say, she said, Amorosa said, Detractors of the president will bow at his feet. Just full of shit. You are so full of shit. And you don't know, like, you know, you don't know your own kind. What people? Who's your people? Who are you? No one's coming Who? for you. It's kind of and like as, a- as Angela Rye said, like soon after was like ha like yeah. girl you were never for us we were never for you girl no, bye see you later if you ask if you look at people in the black community people who are on tv and people in uh the entertainment circles 
nobody's claiming Amorosa. They weren't claiming you when you were on The Apprentice yeah, three times. Yeah, because you were, you weren't. Um, she was in these white spaces always. Right, and let's let's be real. To be a person of color, specifically a black person and a black woman, mm-hmm. in white spaces is hard to navigate. Sure. Absolutely, sure. But when you subscribe to the bullshit, which yeah. is what she does, yes, she subscribes to what is being said, and and says like it's okay. It's problematic. When you go in these white spaces like The Apprentice three times. Mm-hmm. And gets and fired three times. Three times, but it's scripted. No, not even that. You played a part. It's scripted. And it's scripted to make you look like the angry black woman, the abrasive right. one, the one who plays up to certain stereotypes. And you do that for money several times. And then you get hired into that corporate machine that is now in the government position of the White yeah. House. And then you play a role that is very confusing, ambiguous, innocuous. No one right. knows what you're doing. Yeah. And then you get fired. It, the whole thing smacks of, we've never heard anything from this person regarding the black community, Black right. Lives Matter, anything of the sorts. And yeah. we're watching continue. And you want us to feel bad for you? Yeah, like no. my people? No one's coming. For, so Amarosa got upset with Robin Roberts for, quote unquote, um, a civil war. Of black women? No, girl. No, this ain't no war. This is it ain't civil because you're because you're not part of the team. If if you could only understand how not claimed you are, <laughs> yeah. within this community, like, nobody's claiming you. Uh, My God. But enough about Amarosa. <laughs> what I want to do is really tell you why what Robin Roberts said is truth and comes from a place of real understanding and real dopeness yeah. for the kind of quality of character of boldness bravery and courage that robin roberts is if when anyone you, gave me like a a negative thing about robin roberts i would be like i'm coming for you you're you're dead to me yeah because i think she's such a lovely human but tell us why when, she's lovely. when someone like Amarosa has taken the low road and the easy money for mm-hmm. so long in her career to get up to a front stage position for essentially nothing right we don't even know other than being a personality robin roberts has done the hard work she's done work yeah so in the 1990s overall she was first of all born november 23rd in 1960 in tuskegee alabama black woman black woman in bama deep woods um she grew up in past christian uh mississippi overall um earned her degree in communication from southeastern louisiana university in 1983 she went on to become a sports reporter and anchor for the local tv station in mississippi and at 29 she began hosting espn sports center not long (laughs) after appearing as a guest reporter on good morning america in 2005 she was hired as a full-time reporter on good morning america um, in 2011, she took a leave of absence from Good Morning America in order to undergo treatment for a rare blood disorder that she contracted after undergoing chemotherapy for breast cancer. Mm-hmm. She returned to the show on February 20th, 2013. In early 2014, Robin Roberts officially came out as a gay woman, a gay black woman, and Who wrote has a letter a and wrote about her partner, her longtime partner. Yeah. So she has undergone cancer chemotherapy um wasn't she also a basketball player in college yeah she was in athletics yeah Yeah. and uh and then she came out boldly as herself after years and years of people knowing her she finally said listen she never hit that about who she is like Mm -hmm. to her friends and things but i think publicly she came out that that year 
Um, the youngest of four siblings and the daughter of a Tuskegee Airman pilot. Yeah. Just, you know, talk about American. Yeah, dude. And I mean, the, the things that she had to go through living in the South to climb her way up. Think about this. Sports center. Sports center anchor. White men so commentating white. on sports. You are a black a lesbian, mm. maybe not known at that time, mm. but black woman yep. saying, hey, white guys, I want to talk let about me, sports. Let me tell you about sports. Well, if it's not because she's black, because, you know, they're thinking, well, maybe she doesn't have the communication skills. Well, she's a woman. She doesn't know about sports. Right. She she knocked all that. Yep. She got through all those hurdles to Say get it. to this place. She's a pioneer, and she's fought through illness and, and ladders and ceilings, and she is where she is today. Yep. Good Morning America anchor who has the, not only the right, but the duty to call out BS. Say, bye, bye, Felicia. Felicia. Ain't no one got time for you. <laughs> so thank you, Robin Roberts, for being the dopest representative of decency, blackness, compassion, Everything. feminism. All the things. All the things. All of it. All of the things. We're here you, for you, Robin. I, I, yes. We, th- we had some two really dope women. I'm really into that. Uh, we took a hiatus on NBA players That's this okay, week, though. We don't need but, to always have them. But we talked about them the rest of the time. Great. In, and on a, on a cast where we've had so much to talk about with women's issues, it's great that we have two dope women to highlight at this cast. I think it just is only right for us to say, like, listen. Ladies should be getting paid when yeah. men are getting paid. They should especially be able to pay when more than... Especially when they're doing the same job. And yeah. probably a little bit better. Equality is a thing. And not to pit women against each other with this one story, but it is important to recognize when someone has done so much in their career and when you, as a woman, align yourself with other men who would detract from feminist efforts who would assault women who would harass women on 19 separate counts and you say i'm aligned with this person and then you step away from that and then want the same kind of uh, gratitude and respect that we would give towards someone like a robin roberts there needs to be a a a calling out yeah and amorosa apparently declared war against uh robin roberts according to great where do i enlist And uh, I'm just like, girl, that's cute. It's like the same way as George Zimmerman saying that he was going to beat up Jay-Z. That's cute. It's just a way for her to stay in the news. Yeah, that's really all it is. Where are you going to get hired? Who, like, girl, she bye. get hired somewhere, but not doing anything you really want to do. Because yeah. nobody wants anything to do with this anymore. Girl, bye. 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 See you later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So now that we're at the end of our dope people, um, I do want we do want to say that we are going to take a small... Very short hiatus. Um, just one week. We're not going to have a cast next week because of the holidays. Mostly because I've decided that I'm, I need to go see family. So it's mostly my fault. As all That's issues cool. are as a woman, I, it's my fault. That's fine. Yeah, totally. you know, men do all the work and women should just stay at home. Anyway. <laughs> um, I normally watch the NBA games on Bri's TV. But since she won't be here... I guess Cavs and Warriors is going to have to be somewhere else this year. Oh, so, that's right, because that's Christmas. That's you, can, right. you can just come to my apartment. No, if you're in the New York area and you want to watch um, some of that action on uh, Christmas, Cavs and Warriors specifically. I'm not here for all the other games, right. but just that one. Hit me up. Yeah, you're, you're funny. 
You can also just watch it on like your computer. Leave Wrigley here. My parents would kill me. <laughs> my family would punch me, me in Wrigley the face. Me and Wrigley will watch the game together. My parents would um, punch me in the face. I'll watch um, something. You'll be fine. You will be good. All right, folks. Thanks for listening in. As always, we'll see you in two weeks. Not not as always. We'll see you in two weeks. But as always, be sure to follow us, rate us, tell us how we're doing. We will catch you later, so be dope. See ya.